0: What is up, people, and thank you so much for listening in to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got some fun topics to talk about today, some unfortunate topics to talk about today. We got the pushback of the uh, Wonder Woman movie. Wonder Woman 1984 will no longer be coming out this summer. We have a new release date. We'll give uh, our thoughts on that. Also, uh, we got some interesting news, which is the fun news, about what will be in place with uh, all the Comic-Cons, all the conventions being canceled for this summer. Uh, something new, a couple of things new, will be in its place this year. That will be virtual events, so we'll uh, give you guys details on that. We got a new video game coming out. I know we don't do so much on video games, but every now and then we'll sneak in some video game stories. And A uh, pretty, pretty big one this week, albeit there was some controversy very shortly after the announcement. Um and then uh I am gonna bring in my, my co host here, starting with a uh, uh starting with Sham, Shamari Stewart joins me today. And and one of our topics that I'm really excited to talk about today, Sham, uh I was I learned yesterday that it was the anniversary, um I believe it would be the fifteenth year anniversary, uh Batman Begins, which the first thought was like, Wow, I'm really old. Oh <laughs> but uh but I saw that and you know to me I always think of The Nolan trilogy to me kind of feeling like the the dawn of the new superhero movie era to me Um, that combined with like the Iron Man movie. And so when I heard that Batman Begins was celebrating his anniversary uh, just a couple of days ago, I I got nostalgic and I thought, you know, I got to give a shout out to the Joe Budden podcast because they did something similar with rap in terms of going over uh all the years uh, in recent years of uh hip hop debuts, I wanted to go through all the years of superhero movies and to kinda of look back and kinda of compare them and see what do we look at as the best year for superhero movies. I, you know, when I was doing my research jam, it's you know, I thought it'd start maybe around two thousand five, but I actually thought it, it made sense to actually start a little earlier than that. So I have it starting in two
1: thousand two. So I just thought that'd be a good discussion. What do what are you thinking? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that absolutely would be a good discussion. Um, I mean, we've had a lot of very uh, spectacular years uh, for superhero movies, and I agree. I think Iron Man and the Dark Knight trilogy is kind of like a catal almost seem like a catalyst for all the superhero movies that we have now. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I also feel like the X the X Men trilogy. Right, um, the original X Men trilogy and this first Spider Man trilogy, um, those were also um, those were huge. Yeah, they were like the, of, they were like the catalyst to the catalyst in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, especially with how how monetarily successful they were, um, and also how critically successful uh, most of those movies were, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the, just the hype train surrounding those movies that, that was really kind of the beginning the beginning of all the, the hype that we get for really every superhero movie now. <laughs> so it's really every single one that's coming out. There's a hype train, there's a media media frenzy. Um, so it is, uh, so yeah, it, it's always really fun. It's always really awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, going through that list is going to be really fun. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. It should be a good discussion. Uh, Kendall joins me as well. Kendall, uh, what are you looking uh, forward to with that discussion? And uh, what else you got for us today?
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean that, that should be uh that should be fun. A fun conversation. Um we've got plenty of good topics uh on today's show that I'm excited about. But um yeah, it's been it's been an interesting interesting uh uh week in the in the superhero uh movie television landscape. So we'll talk we'll discuss all those things. But one thing that I that intrigues me that I want to talk to you guys about going into this show. You know, I didn't tell you guys what I was going to talk about, but um, I'm actually going to talk about the NBA on, oh boy. on New Generation Hero Talk. Interesting, right? You know, so the NBA obviously is uh, getting ready to start up in, uh, start up in uh, Disney World uh walt disney world in orlando for uh next month's uh resumption of the nba season uh the, they're going to be a quote-unquote bubble where they're not knowing in knowing out you know you can de- yeah. we, we'll talk about on sports talk you know whether you know debate about whether that's a good thing or you know whether how how bubble will the bubble actually be all those conversations we'll talk about but Uh, One interesting, they're starting to release a lot of aspects and and things about the bubble. One of the things that they've put out is that uh, because they're in Disney World, there's going to be all these amenities and all these different things. You know, uh, ping pong tables, you know, gaming lounges, you know, they're staying in five star hotels and all these different things. But uh, one of the amenities is going to be given to given to the NBA personnel and the families that are there in uh, in Disney World, that they will be shown. Uh, movies. Uh, it will be given, you know, any, all types of d- entertainment that includes movies uh, at the hotel, um, at the different hotels, and this will include not only your your typical Disney movies that we've seen, your Lion King, your Avengers, Star Wars. Apparently, uh, according to Keith Smith from RealGM.com, this will also include uh, movies that we haven't seen, including Black Widow will be shown to NBA, NBA teams, and NBA personnel. Um, interesting, interesting uh, choice by Disney. You know, obviously, like, if I'm an NBA player and they tell me that, I'm like, all right, so where do I sign? You know, get in the bubble, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but still, interesting, uh, interesting conversation because, Again, I've been somebody for weeks and months that said that Black Widow should have been out already. Um, they, that's something that they very easily could have released uh, on demand. Uh, clearly, the movie's finished, if they're going to show it uh, to a bunch of people in Disney World. Um, yeah, I would have expected it to be finished. It was supposed to come yeah, out. Yeah, it's supposed to come out. You know, right. So not, yeah, it's not like they stopped production. Uh, we'll pick back up in a couple months. Uh, the movie's done. Uh, so it's just it's just a frustrating frustrating thing to know, as fans of this uh, of of the movies. Um, and look, happy for the NBA players that get to see it. You know, they, they they have to stay in Disney World for three months. So I imagine if you told me, look, you can you can see Black Widow, but you have to stay in Disney World for three months. <laughs> no, you can't leave. I don't know if I would do that. But still, it's still a uh, a tough. Still a tough, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. If you're the if you're the
0: Spurs and you're the uh, you're the you know uh, the, the Orlando Magic, you know, and you know you know you, your season's gonna be done probably in a week. <laughs>
2: That's, that might not be a bad deal. That's true. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, you're gonna be paying me thousands, tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands of dollars to do so. <laughs> Sign yeah, me yeah, up. Yeah, that, that part might not be too bad. Um, I'll be honest. I'm
0: surprised they're gonna. I, I don't see why Marvel would agree to that. It, it just seems gonna, like Yeah, I was confused. It seems like, like to me like that would, the, 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 the 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 chance we're going to get
2: spoilers is inevitable. I would assume. It's very high. I can't wait for a Lashawn McCoy moment. That's what I'm trying oh, to say. Yo, can... Tony Stark and Black Widow, RIP Stark. Long live long live Stark.
1: <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean,
1: I think we I think I definitely think um I don't know why this you know who, who's asking for it? who signed what why did feige sign did <laughs> i did eiger just say no this is what we're doing because which i don't even know why he would say that look well so i think I, that they were
0: trying they were trying to they were trying to be an enticing off an enticing location for the NBA. that's the thing yeah like because you you a lot of apprehension as we've want seen to stay there right and there's been a lot of apprehension as we've seen in recent days about actually going to the bubble so how do you make yourself more appealing you're like well here are things that you guys will have amenities, too, that no one else will have in the world. And I guess so what is, some of
1: these movies well, what's will Di- be... I, I think my thing is, what's Disney getting out of this?
0: Um, a lot of money, what? I would assume. I, I think, like, the, the money, the exposure of having people at your facilities, you know, spending money in, in your park, uh, staying in your hotels. I mean, you're talking about millionaires.
1: I mean, if they're... In I some mean, cases, probably the, billionaires
0: if there are some owners that are going to stay.
1: Like, I mean, I know they're like, um, I know they're celebrities. I mean, are they going to be doing photo ops and doing the whole kind of Comic-Con type of type tour where it's like, okay, oh, Le- LeBron, see LeBron? It seems like they're not, they're not. You know, are nah. they going to be like, are they going to be really generating revenue that yeah, way? No, they're going to be
2: sequestered from everybody. You know? <laughs> made Completely made for television. No one will ever see
1: LeBron if you go to Disney World. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But well, like, that's why I'm like, so where's like the 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 big money? Where's it like, yeah. okay, so, yeah. This I, I mean, I've talked about it on, on guys, talk, so.
2: I, EJ, I think Bob Iger wants to be an NBA owner, so I think he's trying mm-hmm. to ingratiate himself in the NBA landscape. That's a whole other conversation. But I do think that like I, I get Shamari's point, where it's like specifically with the Marvel movies, what's the value? Like, are yeah. is the NBA gonna say no if you don't show them Black Widow? You don't show them Mulan? Now again, look, Mulan like personally. Show it to
1: them. I don't care. Like, well, I,
2: don't care. I mean, I yeah. Spoil the right. movie. Oh, she. it turns out. The 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 male soldier is actually a girl. Spoiler alert. Yeah,
1: the movie's been out. Right. Animated. Yeah, it's
2: an animated movie. How much you really gonna spoil? But a movie like Black Widow. I mean, oof. I mean, look, I, that's I, big, I'll be
0: honest. I don't. I don't think this is gonna happen.
2: I. I, I mean, yeah. I hope that I don't that's think.
0: Bad. I don't think that. I don't think that they're gonna see Black Widow. Will they see movies that we don't see? Yeah, I think that Marvel will be like, no, that's not one we can give up. Not with the like. Um, I mean, to me, either they'd be incredibly risking spoilers getting out. Uh, to me, again, it would be inevitable because, like, yeah, they're talking about they talking about bringing they talking about bringing families to these places. Like, like, it's not going to be any play, They're going to be just random people who get to see these movies. You don't think that's yeah. going to get to the internet? What happens? Of course, it will. So. Yeah. So that's why I don't think this will go through. I'm not saying Kevin Smith doesn't have bad sources or anything. Shout out to Kevin Smith. I've, you know, I've long uh, admired his work. Um, I just don't... I think that Got Kevin up. Feige, and once, and once they kind of have to cross the I's and dot the T's of... or cross the T's, dot the eyes rather, of actually executing that, someone's going to be like, nah, fam, we can't do that. They will not see Black Widow. I'll say that on the show today. That's... Because it's, it's just ridiculous to me. It's a ridiculous idea. Um...
2: I was right to be frustrated as a fan. I mean, I, yes, but, uh,
0: yes, I I am. I, it's not jealousy. Like I know you say it is kind of unfortunate, but like, but no. it, it's more just like this is stupid. Like something can get out. See like the movie it's very likely. Right? Like, that's that's why. Like sure. um, I know the and you, know, you could say, well, we do early screenings of movies, and it's like, I mean, yeah, I guess, but like that's under the guise of like, hey, we're bringing in these people who like, um, you know, sign papers and they sign and they're very select and they know, hey, if you do this if you leak stuff we'll ruin your life, you know, like, they, exactly. you know, yeah, like, they do a lot of stuff to make sure that, like, that nothing seriously really gets out. No,
2: really cares if, oh, I can't review movies anymore, I can't see, or I can't go to
1: a movie premiere anymore, wow, you know? Yeah, I mean, you right. you, you, have, you have to threaten them with, like, very severe lawsuits. Yeah, and, like, and that's just gonna be awkward. Which personally. is gonna be very, yeah, like, well, yeah,
0: which is, like, why? you're trying to get these guys here in the first place, why would you even, <laughs>
1: like, why right. are you doing, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of confusing. I don't really understand why this is happening. I don't think it uh, will happen. I know, EJ, you don't think it will happen. It's a great perk. If you're
2: a fan of the movies, it's, it's an excellent well, perk. yeah, if you're a Marvel. It's a great
1: perk. Yeah, you're a Marvel fan. You play for the NBA. You probably like, wow, you're <laughs> so lucky. But like, Eternals? Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why this is happening. I tend to not think that this will actually happen, just because I don't think Faggy's gonna let it happen. I don't, I don't. Did he even know about this? I don't, I'm just like, did he know that yeah, this just going to be shown? in the conversations with Adam Silver and Bob Iger. That's why I'm just like, <laughs> why is this happening? I guarantee you, Feige's talking to Iger about this, and he's like, "This can't be happening." Right. So we're gonna remove this and this <laughs> from the slate because they're gonna spoil it. Without but like,
2: that's the movie though. That's the question though. If Keith Smith got this report and he's saying they're going to be showing early movies, he does mention Black Widow, but like, what other Disney movie? I feel like every Disney movie that that is like, you know, new enough, but like not big enough to show in theaters, like Arden and Foul, have already been released on Disney+, Plus or planned to be released Did, did Jungle
1: Disney Cruise Plus. come out already?
2: That got pushed back. Oh, it did. Yeah, that got pushed back, I think, to 21. Oh, yeah. Whenever it's supposed to come out. Probably but, not, but not finished with that problem. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're finished <laughs> me. But, uh, like, Black Widow is the movie he's gotta be talking about. I mean, it's that or Mulan. Or, like, the two, like, major Disney movies that were supposed to be out already that are probably done and you can release. And Mulan seems like one that makes sense to release early. I mean, if they really want
1: to release it, we're just going to get spoiled, more than likely. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. I you're
2: not going to ban these guys from Twitter. You know, you're not going to take these guys' phones away. I mean, I imagine... I mean, especially
1: if uh, especially if Black Widow is as, as crucial to the storyline of the MCU as Feige seems to be making it out to be. I don't understand why he <laughs> why he would just show... Where well, he would just say, oh, "Okay, you guys can, yeah, you guys now, get honestly, it." Honestly, that really is that's a good point by
2: Shamari. If they show this movie to these NBA players, it would really change, or really, it'd make me feel a certain type of way about what Black Widow is actually going to be. I'd be like,
1: "All right, so this can't be like it's right, not going to so Right, I feel the same oh, way. But it's right. Yeah, yeah,
0: because they because they've been they've painted they've been talking like, man, if you really want to know, like what's. What's really been going down the last three years, four years in the Marvel Universe? You got to watch this movie. I, I can't see that you're going to show a bunch of people <laughs> three months ahead of when it's supposed to come out, and I'm supposed to believe that. I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to believe it. I'm sorry. Like, like that. That I agree. I, I totally agree with that notion. Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that uh, this was something that was offered i'm sure when i actually goes and says hey kevin I need you to do this kevin's gonna be like that can't happen and he's like he's got to go back to silver and be like actually You're can't like, uh,
2: see
0: that. yeah <laughs> he'll say something but he's like you can't see that movie but we can show you these other movies but i don't know we won't they won't be seen black widow um let's let's get to this show let's let's talk about some of the stuff in this week so obviously as i said before um big uh movie pushback yet again uh warner brothers announces uh Wonder Woman 1984 will be um, delayed for the second time. The company announced the film's uh, new release date is on October 2nd now. It was no, uh, previously slated to be uh, released in on August 14th, which was uh, a new release date after previously having the June date pushed back. In the company's original uh, tweet, they actually posted a November 25th date, which has some thinking that perhaps maybe that Thanksgiving weekend is being looked at as a potential option for uh, a third release date change if they, that indeed does need to happen. So this kind of stemmed, and we talked about it last month, about Tenet kind of being the tent pole, for lack of a better term, for these movies and what was going to happen. And Tenet finally got pushed back this week, even though it was only two weeks. It did get delayed, and then we saw massive amount of different movies being pushed back as soon as Tenet announced, and uh, Wonder Woman indeed being one of them. I'll uh, give this a sham burst. Uh, what do you make of this new October release date for Wonder Woman? Um,
1: look, I mean, I think they are... Um, I mean, they're obviously playing it safe. You know, they don't want to just release the movie in the middle of a, you know, horrendous pandemic and um, massive uh, civil unrest in, in the world. So... I think it just makes sense to push it back. They pushed it back pretty far. Um, farther than I honestly would have expected. So I say I'm a little bit surprised. But I don't think it's wrong. I think uh, now Wonder Woman, I have to be honest, Wonder Woman, especially this Wonder Woman movie. it Based on the trailers and the imagery, it seems like a summer movie. So it's sure. a shame that it has to be pushed back to October. It definitely does not seem like an October movie. Uh, but with that being said, I still think it's going to do very well. Um, you know, I think in October and, you know, all this is with the big old big asterisk of whatever happens with COVID. <laughs> OK, because we no not knows. saying,
2: you know, Wonder Woman, you know, by hook or by crook has by to come hook out or by crook in October. <laughs> Send people to the theaters. Who cares?
1: Mm-hmm. No, please don't do that. Um, But yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking the movie is still going to do well as long as COVID isn't going crazy. And um, we're not in any kind of second wave. And, uh, you know, people aren't aren't getting more sick, uh, which the trajectory isn't very good for that. but, But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Either way, it, it's it's surprising to me. I think is my re, is my main reaction. I'm surprised they pushed it back quite so far. Not surprised they pushed it back, but surprised they pushed it back to October. Mm.
2: Yeah, um, interesting. Um, the tenant tenant moving back two weeks is bold. <laughs> it is bold, man. July thirty first. Wow, going to see a movie. I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that personally. I'm still trying to wrap that about, wrap that around my head. But, um, look, October, I, honestly, I think this is a soft date. I think they're putting it there now. If they don't have to move, they don't have to move. But I think they are very comfortable with having to move back. That's what I think this is. Um, when we get to that point, I don't know. Like, when will we get to the point where it's decision, decision time? Um... Where it's like, all right, now, you know, really can't go any further without making a set decision. You know, we can't go back from can't go, the the breaking point or the point of no return, rather. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like Wonder Woman, do I think it'll come out in October? Obviously, I'm not a health expert, so I can't predict uh, what each certain type of demographic in terms of the states are going to look like uh, in terms of uh, COVID, but... I don't feel great uh, about October personally, um, which mm-hmm. is why I feel like this is a soft date. I feel like they're not; they have no problem with pushing it back even further if they have to. Um, I don't know if Tenant's coming out on the thirty first. I think, do I think there is a a scenario where Tenant comes out and Wonder Woman doesn't? I don't know. That's that's. I think so. I think there is a world where that happens if things get much worse in the fall. But. Um, but this is also kind of. You say doesn't come out. What do you mean by that? Like it's pushback. back. Like there, they're a situation where Tenet comes out next month, has its run, and then something happens with COVID where it flares up, second wave hits, uh, and Wonder Woman has to get pushed back. Mm-hmm. Like I, that I don't know if that's going to happen. But again, that's these are all theoretical things that I can't really comment on. But mm-hmm. I'm not John Stanky. At Warner Media, I'm not Ann off at <laughs> Warner Bros. Like I, I mean, I can't tell them how to run their company, you know. But I imagine they understand, you know, the the
1: business. They understand what's got to be done. Um, I feel like the Warner execs are just, I feel like they're just like your account executives. You're just <laughs> just business executives that just they just know the flow charts and the revenue. Yeah and, yeah, and they and they just want to make the well, investors. See, just as long as this movie looks like it's gonna make the investors happy, where do I sign? But that's
2: it? how Warner Brothers. That I, I think that 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 notion comes from like,
1: you know, the Warner Brothers
2: <laughs> company. it doesn't have like the most heart behind it, you know, like Disney. We think, yeah, not, Disney, you so think so Mouse, like Disney. you think
1: Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. That's that's and all, and that's so all like marketing,
2: though. Know? Yeah, Star Wars. Like Warner Brothers <laughs> that's, that's is strictly suits. Yeah, it's marketing. You know, it's it's good marketing because you it's know if you and me it work Warner Brothers, it's heartless. Or branding yeah, rather, Warner maybe Brothers. not marketing, but branding. Yeah, but at right. D- Disney will. Like, oh, they care about us. Hey, they they care about the people.
0: The Warner Brothers. <laughs> well, is like- well, the thing about it is, apparently, yeah, in yeah, terms but- of this, uh, in terms of this 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 tenant situation, is apparently they've been trying to push this joint back and postpone. And Christopher Nolan is the one being like, no, we got to push ahead. That's been the fight, because apparently they, they, the they want to they preserve like the idea that they can make as much money as possible on it. And he's like, no, nah, we well, need nice. to just go through with it. Like the they article gotta, I see here, it says, In recent weeks, Warner concerned about its tenant investment was leaning in favor of postponement, while Mr. Nolan, a fervent advocate for preserving the movie-going experience, was more eager to press ahead. The discussions amounted to a fraught moment for Warner. Mr. Nolan is a proven moneymaker and the studio wants to keep him happy. The studio wants to keep Mr. Nolan happy. But they also want yeah. to protect their, their bottom line, which is why they, they, they actually feel like technically it would be pushing it back because maybe more people will be comfortable
2: with actually going to the mo- uh, yes. movies. Than- pushing it back because it protects the people. So it protects their bottom line. It protects Nolan. Vintage, uh, vintage Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, nah, I mean, look, I think Wonder Woman. Wow, I mean, I think they're gonna be set up for another Inhumans, like uh, not Inhumans, New Mutants, like I was gonna say, yeah, like whoa, not that Uh, another New Mutants, like uh, I was gonna say, yeah, Inhumans never happened. <laughs> yeah, I know that would no, be that's bad. A, that's it's the like, worst wow, case scenario. Never comes out. Never comes out. Uh, they yeah, get turned like into that. a TV show. <laughs> um, Horrible TV show. Yeah, so I, look, I think it's, gonna, it's it's up for another New Mutants like run where it'll swing from date to date. Uh, and that's not good. That's not that's not good. Um, this is another one that probably should have been released on demand, but they they want to make their money, and I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I don't blame Disney. I don't blame. Sony or any other any of these companies that say um, we're gonna push her property back, even if we have to push back a whole year. But when you have a movie that's done, like Wonder Woman, a movie that's done, like, uh, like Black Widow, to me it's just tough. But I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see Wonder Woman eventually. Uh, maybe maybe it's not in October. It's just uh, these these the Tenant box office is gonna be ugly, man. It is. Yeah, it's gonna be I all mean, Yeah,
0: we need to make that clear. Like, Tenet that movie's is not gonna be fifty million. It's not gonna do well. Um, <laughs> nobody's trying to go to movies, man. Like, next month,
2: you really think people are gonna yeah, start going no. to
0: movies? It's not happening next month. Like, and like, the thing is, like, are there area pockets of places where they won't care? Yeah, but I'm talking about just the general overall state of the country right now. Nobody's trying to see Tenant in a movie theater, right? Um, I, I tell you what man I, I i really i feel very pessimistic today about movies being a thing in 2020 for the whole year at this yeah. point in time i mean because there's no again I'm, for, I'm fortunate i think you guys are fortunate this pocket of area in the northeast new york pennsylvania like doing pretty okay seem to have turned a corner um in regards to covid uh but it's not a thing that kinda of, not a thing that goes away. It's just it's just, you know, it seems to be on the decline right now. And the hope is that you don't have this major spike coming up. But right. man, everywhere else in the country, they're not anywhere near out of the woods. And this is just facts. It's, I'm not, you know, speaking politically, this is just facts. Like COVID nineteen is running like I saw someone say, yo, COVID nineteen is running through Texas like Emmett Smith. <laughs> oh, it is man. it is nasty out here. Yeah. So it's, this is not going to get solved in a month i don't think it's gonna get solved in two or three months to the point where people are going to feel comfortable going to movie theaters again for the majority of the country i'm not saying there aren't gonna be pockets that are doing well i think there will be i think right now there are so far are doing better i would say not well um even the best places are losing dozens of people a day you know like but yeah I this i, I they're gonna set that october date and we'll see how it goes but I know I've been kind of against Kendall with the, with the with the on-demand release, but I think these companies that are putting out movies this year are really have to start considering it, or especially the companies like, like particularly the movies that are trying to um, stick, stick to some kind of timeline. All right. Like I, I I think that if you if a time if you have a, a certain there are certain movies that are like. You know, this movie coming out is based on this movie sort of happening. before. It. Yeah, yeah, like if you're doing that, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're gonna have a movie coming out this year. Because then and it's like, okay, if we if we don't do it at a certain point, then like, what's the point of a one woman February release? Like, is it worth it at that point with all you all this long delay? Would it would it make more sense at that point just to put the movie out and just put a ridiculous rent price on it? Like. I... I don't think that that's I, I I wasn't there before I've been against this aspect of it but just seeing how it is you know I, I think that in my head I thought that things would be a little better by now and man it is not better it is really still bad I'm not gonna say it was worse because I was in a city where it was as bad as it's been anywhere in the country but in the world a, <laughs> yeah in the world right yeah exactly but in terms of just the country as a whole, this is—I don't know if we're gonna have movies this year. I really, I really don't, because that's the idea that people are gonna want to go, and it's not necessarily the idea also that it's just a, the health risk of it. Yes, there are health risk of it, but I think it's even larger, just people taking that risk. Yes, yeah, so the people. I, are- I don't, I don't see that happening. You know, people are taking risks to do certain th- like people do taking risks to do certain things now. They're going to bars, you know, drink outside. That's been a huge issue in New York. Um, they're going to restaurants, but are you going to a movie theater that's gonna have packed people in it? Like, I don't see that happening. I think that not too like these it'll make crazy.
2: It'll make millions of dollars,
0: but, but like the losses,
2: the losses you're gonna take, the losses are gonna be ridiculous. Like, this movie's yeah. supposed to make a hundred million first weekend. It might not crack thirty. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Uh, like, I mean, it's gonna be like just like if you go to see you know Alvin and the Chipmunks Five in theaters, you know, like how the place probably empty for the most part you know like especially past the opening weekend like no one's gonna be there that's what it's gonna be like for tenant it's not gonna be not gonna be f- packed theaters theaters are only gonna be probably only gonna be running at full capacity anyway yeah and if they are they're not gonna be full and, and it makes me aren't it makes
1: me wonder what Nolan is what he's picturing is gonna be like for people seeing his movie like is i'm like is he thinking about does he picture like packed seats right of people like, is that what he sees yeah. or does he just not care? I, I think that, like, I don't care. I don't care my, how many people like I think that,
0: I think that Warner Brothers is kind of doing no one dirty. Cause I think they're the sources that are leaking this to the New York Times. I, th- I, I would assume his idea and his what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, his stance on it, basically, is if we don't preserve movie going, the movie theater going experience as a thing. We could lose everything, and that is is I think untenable, untenable to him. I think he'd prefer to just put the movie out, have some people go, and like, you know, it's kind of like it's a really it may be a bad example. So sorry if this is a bad example. I'm putting that out there immediately, but it's kind of like, hey, we're playing baseball after nine eleven. Like, you know what? It's, it's what happened was terrible, and what happened was bad, and we're sad as a country, and this is a terrible time, but. We have to show no fear. I'm not saying it's as smart or as brave. I'm not making that case at all, to be clear. Because I don't agree with that case. <laughs> to make that very clear. I'm saying I think that's what his stance is. and But because it's coming from someone who's probably like, yo, no one's bugging. It, his stance comes across a little even more ridiculous than probably what it is. I, that's my guess. I don't. That's my read on it. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say that's 100% true. But if I'm trying to think, okay, he's saying movie-going experience, like, what does he mean by that? It's like, what could he, what would be at a risk by not doing it? And that, like, what me, me saying, I don't think we're going to have movies in 2020, I could see somebody saying, man, if we open that slippery slope where we don't put out a movie and then this company decides we're doing VOD and this company decides that we're, uh, you know, going to be putting on our own platform, like, if that becomes a thing, then I, I could see someone feeling like the movie theater industry could be, on his deathbed, it's a so, it's a harsh real It's a harsh way to look at things. I don't again. I don't think I necessarily agree, but I can see someone feeling that way and feel like it's up to them to try to preserve it. I would argue you're trying to do it by putting people's lives at risk, which is to me ridiculous. Which is why I don't agree with Nolan if that's his stance. But I
2: think that's his stance. So as we sit here on June sixteenth, yeah, where do we? What do we think is going to happen to Black Widow and Wonder Woman? I think both of these movies will be on available on, on demand.
1: Wow. Wow. Think I think both of them are going to be available on demand. Yeah, I do. Delaney Blackwood for a second time could be catastrophic. Yeah, but
2: that, I mean, that would be really, I'm just trying to, to look at, I'm that. looking at, yeah. I'm just okay. looking
0: at the yeah. numbers. I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at how, I mean, New York had its worst situation um, with this virus. In April. We're in June now. We're in mid-June. And these places, there are other places in the country that are not, just now, having their worst cases of this virus. And, again, not to get political, but there are some states that just ain't doing anything about it. It's not like they say, oh, we gotta do more restrictions. Oh, they just saying, yo, we got it. It's here. <laughs> like, dude, you know, it's basically every man for himself, essentially. Like, there's no they're not putting a lot of ramifications and a lot of protections in place. So, even at best, let's say, okay, if this is the worst now. Two months from now, we'll be like New York. Well, man, New York is still messed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't good here. It's still bad. Because, again, we're still losing dozens of people. There's still hundreds of people being hospitalized every day. So, it's still terrible. So, if, if two months from now, it's still this terrible in other places, of the hearts of the country, you can't put more people in movie theaters. So, like, so, I'm thinking, again, how long are you going to keep delaying? I can't see you delaying this movie to ne- the, those two movies to next year. If, I think if at Black Widow gets you, pushed back to you got to have one. a line in the sand. And I think to me, the line in the sand for, for Warner Brothers would be Thanksgiving, which is why I think that date was put out there. I don't think they want to go past that.
2: Yeah, and that's around. Was Black Widow supposed to come out in November? Um, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So November. that's. What it, I mean, so again, if if Thanksgiving doesn't happen for for Wonder Woman, it's not happening for Black Widow. If that's the case, then they they probably again going to twenty twenty one would just obliterate the Marvel timeline. Um, you'd have to push everything back again, and look, they could they could, they could take that stance, but I I don't think that that's good for cultivating a fan base. Personally, I just think saying we're gonna go a whole year without Marvel movies. I mean, you could do it. Obviously, the circumstances are understood, but. I think they'd be better off just releasing it. You're going to take a financial hit anyway. Uh, You've already taken the financial hit. Uh, But I think you'll win a lot of people over with the... If the movie's good, with the amount of people reviewing it and seeing it in the eyeballs that it'll have. Everyone's going to see it. It's Black Widow. Everyone's going to see that movie if it's released on demand. And if that's the case, uh, it's, it's going to be just a social media event beyond beyond the whether or not you like a Marvel movie or, whatever, or whether or not you like the Black Widow character. And if that's the case, people people are going to see the movie. And if you're confident in the movie, I would put it out. And that would make the subsequent Marvel movies even bigger. But hmm. I don't know. You know I, I, but I'm just hoping we get something. Um, I just think a, a year without any
1: major movies is tough, personally. But... Um, I also, I also do want, also do want to throw this in the mix in terms of Warner Brothers, uh, news, um, because we are getting that DC event. Yeah, i was gonna um, get to
0: that. Yeah,
1: uh, you were gonna get to that. Yeah, we were about that. Okay, all right. So I'll I'll let you get to it. <laughs> um, so so speaking
0: on that, I was just gonna say, uh, with summer conventions canceled for this year, two major virtual cons were announced this week. Uh, Warner Bros. announced, as Shamari was just mentioning, that it will host the first-ever DC FanDome on August 22nd. It'll be what they call a free virtual fan experience that will include reveals from cast members and crews of all of DC's top properties and projects. That includes the Batman, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the CW Arrowverse, and plenty more. Uh, meanwhile, San Diego Comic-Con announced uh, more details for its Comic-Con at Home event that will take place July 22nd to the 26th. The event is promising to bring panels and presentations on comics, games, movies, television, and other pop culture to your living room. It is unclear, however, if we will be seeing the big Hall H presentations uh, like we usually have from the past in the, with the likes of Marvel and DC. So, Sham, since you wanted to uh, bring this up. Uh, what, what were what were your thoughts on 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 these two events happening for the summer now that we won't we will not have you know major conventions?
1: I mean I think this is huge. Um, I'm very excited uh, about this um, uh, for many reasons. Um, <laughs> you know, Some of I, which I'll get to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna get to them now. Right. Yeah. I'm get to no. Them yeah. Them right right, now. You yeah. Some of which I'll get to. Um. But yeah, for many reasons. So I mean, of course, I'm hyped for all the Warner Brothers movie news um, and I mean it is unfortunate that they're there I mean I wouldn't have been at comic-con anyway but still for the kind of Paul H um, madness that Warner Brothers that Warner Brothers usually has set up for comic-con um, but there will also be gaming news at this event are you sure they, they announced it <laughs> so that's yeah. Said. yeah that's what they said they said what WB games which I mean, we know they were going to announce a new game at during e three, which would have been this week, we assume, yeah. Um, so this is, oh, it's what's been reported, and they put Warner Brothers games right in this thing, and it's also being rumored um by by insiders, quote unquote, um, that this whatever this new Batman game is that they've been working on is going to be announced at this event. So I'm extremely, extremely excited uh, for this event um uh for those reasons and yeah man i think i think it's gonna be big i mean stuff like this and it's honestly it's about time warner brothers kind of had their own event i mean when it comes to comic-con and hall h and all that i mean i know disney has d23 where they kind of have their own event i mean warner brothers they have enough content they have more than enough content at this point so i think this is a very good i think it's a good idea either um... um these are spooky times for Comic Con. Yeah, these are spooky times. For <laughs> we'll Comic-Con. talk about it. Um, but I mean, this is this has been a long time coming. I think when it comes to Warner Brothers, so I I love it. I'm excited. Yeah, man. These are spooky times for Comic Con, man. Now all of a sudden the uh, the companies
2: are just saying we'll hold our own event. Hey, look at E3. Wow. Yeah, exactly. We've already seen it in the video game. Everyone, everyone's skate.
1: talking about E3 is like. It's a dying uh, brand. Dying and
2: Sony's got their it? own thing. EA's got their <laughs> thing. Nintendo's got their thing. And now all these other companies now because of the because of E3's cancellation are now holding their own stuff. Uh it'll be interesting to see whether or not that 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 model transfers over into uh into the comic the Comic Con space. Um I don't really know the value of holding something at the exact same time as Comic Con. You know, similar to what like Nintendo will normally do, where right. they Won't be at E3, but just have right. their own, you know, presentation or EA or whatever. Um, but even if, even if yeah, it'll turn Comic Con into more of a cosplay event, yeah, than anything else, yeah, which people will still go, still get oh, yeah, hundreds of thousands of people, or not maybe of hundred thousand, but tens of thousands of people, however many people you would normally go, thousands of people will be there, but um. No, yeah, but this is this is still interesting in terms of the movie stuff. I'm not sure what they'll plan on showing. I mean, I feel like Wonder Woman at this point feels like I've seen everything. Uh, I don't know if i really see, yeah, I guess maybe another Wonder Woman trailer maybe in store, but outside of that, I mean, maybe a trailer, maybe some interviews, maybe uh... right, yeah, the normal panel stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we also got. Suicide Squad, which I imagine could be shown off. Yes, could be Suicide Squad.
0: Um, yes. Well, so then, what's the name put uh, out? Right. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, I'm hearing you know, the Batman but, also. But uh, so, uh, uh, James Gunn have put out a new logo, poster, poster yeah. promoting um, this event with uh, with uh,
2: Suicide Squad. The, so. Yeah, the Suicide Squad logo and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that'll be there. Shemari mentioned the Batman. That would be certainly something to show off. So, look, Warner Brothers, they'll have, and I think that's why they're doing this. I think they realized Hall H was going to be huge for them this year. And I think we, I feel like we talked about that. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't. I feel like we talked about Hall H was going to be huge for Warner Brothers. And now they're at a point where, because there is no Comic-Con, they can do their own event and it would be just as big, if not bigger. Uh, because then they can throw in some of this other stuff. So yeah, I'm glad the people at Warner Brothers, Warner Media, Time Warner, <laughs> <You're a wild laughs> all got <kid>. together. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad DC Comics and whoever else at Warner Brothers got together realized this is a, a smart uh, way to go about this. Um, and not to mention there may be some HBO Max properties coming out as well. Um, Titans, maybe another thing. Thanks, so that's true. But so, yeah, they—they, yeah. they, I mean, they've got a portfolio to do something like this, like Shimari mentioned. It makes sense, uh, not to mention some of the comic books and other stories and stuff they're gonna be coming out with animated movies. They have, we actually have a new uh, I was telling Shimari earlier this week. We have a new uh, Bruce Timm Batman movie coming out with. Uh, uh, it's gonna be about Batman's like martial arts background, and it's gonna have Lady Shiva and Bronze Tiger, yeah, Bronze say. Tiger, love uh, Lady Shiva, Richard Dragon. Just boy,
0: watching, uh, I just I just VH. went back to um I just went back to watching Beware the Batman again. Oh classic um, classic oh, uh show. Yeah, yeah. Classic man. Um so yeah,
2: you told me Lady Shiva, I'm like, oh man, sign up, sign me up, And um, Yeah. Richard Dragon, the villain. We haven't really seen Richard Dragon, I don't think, in any animated form, right. so uh Ricardo Diaz is back. You said this is this a movie, you said? Yeah, this is a movie. That's
0: cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see yeah. how that comes out. Yeah, this is this is uh, I, I, First of all, I think this is a great idea by DC. I think that, you know, you know, was the last year all the those all those reveals for, you know, Black Widow and all those D- Disney Plus shows was that at D23 or was that at Comic Con? I don't remember. Uh, that was at uh, Comic Con. That was at Comic Con. Okay.
1: And then D23 um, showed all D23. They Ms. had Marvel. They Moon they Knight. and yeah, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. Okay, right, so. yeah. Yeah, I felt, I
0: felt like, yeah, I know that that, you know Marvel killed both of those events, um, just murdered both of those events. (laughs) I mean, probably the biggest year they had for those for those events in a long time, and I I always felt like you know it was unfortunate that DC and Warner Brothers didn't have something to kind of combat that possibility. You know, Um, obviously they're in a different stage of the game in regards to their superhero library. You know, Marvel's at the point in the game where they're doing movies and TV now. Uh, Warner Brothers is not. You could say maybe they're there because they are doing TV, but it's, it's different. It's not the same. It's not as high-quality high, pro- high quality, in terms of at least what Marvel is promising they'll do. Whether they'll do it, we don't know. But um, the fact that like DC was unable to kind of put something like that together always thought was a little bit of a disadvantage. So I think this is a great idea for them because I agree with you guys. They have the they have the stuff now. Maybe they didn't have it in the past. I argue they maybe did, but they, they, they certainly do now. With all the shows they have, with all the... Uh, Young Justice and, and uh, Harley Quinn are also going to be a part of this. Apparently, um, obviously, these new movies that are coming out. Uh, Wonder Woman's already done. Uh, you know, they've shot they they've shot stuff for the Batman. They've uh, shot stuff for Suicide Squad, and they got they it. got
2: the goods on, you know on the, the TV side. What would be a huge thing for DC to roll out? Green Lantern a, a month or two from now. That's huge.
1: <laughs> I was
2: thinking. I, thinking I don't know if i that. that big. I wasn't thinking that big, but but what else would be? Uh, oh, that. I mean, hey, I mean, great, yeah. Uh, but I was thinking like, what something uh, you know that would be very practical that they could come out and unveil at this at this panel during this panel or whatever. Uh, when is this going to be? Uh, August twenty second. I'm sorry, August August twenty second. Yeah, two two months from now. What, what would be a perfect thing to unveil television wise? That we've been talking about
0: the last couple of weeks. Oh, You've been talking about? I, I'm, I'm drawing. Who would it be? I'm still drawing a blank. Bat what? I don't know. Batgirl. Bat. Bat, Bat
2: one. Bat, Bat one? one. Oh, you you,
0: you Bat re- one. Re- the new Bat one. Yeah, yeah. You
2: know, I mean, it will probably already be. We'll probably know by then. But you'd still I mean, be able be, to. It'd be
0: smart to maybe keep it the wraps and, and not. I mean, that try, would be great. We've seen that happen Right now, yeah. Yeah. Remember, Marshala Ali came out for. Oh, I mean, you remember how that crazy was, that was? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I'm not now. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. Obviously, whoever they pull out is going to be like Mahershala Ali, but you know that's still big. That's still big news, massive news. Because as we've said in the past, Batwoman has a huge fan base given it's uh, uh its representation of the LGBTQ uh, community. So yeah, and just given the debacle that was the 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 Ruby Rose kind of exit, you know, that's going to be a huge story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a huge story for sure, and um, yeah, I agree. So they got they got the goods, you know, and we'll see uh, we'll see how virtual Comic Con goes, you know. Um, it's I'm glad they're trying to do something. I'm I'm hoping that they're able to have those big presentations and panels that they've had in the past and make it work. Um, they you know they've been worried. They they announced that they were gonna do this uh, last month, so they've had some time to like start to. Really we should it be getting, but it's an still Eternals a short trailer.
2: amount of time. We should be getting an Eternals trailer in the not so distant future, mm-hmm. um, assuming Eternals still is coming out whenever it was. You know, obviously not this year, but you know, assuming the schedule doesn't shift again. Yeah. Uh, now would be around the time where we would get, or maybe not now, but coming up would be around the time that we would get a a a trailer for Eternals. So that's something that I imagine could be cooking in the lab. And if that's the case, they could want to unveil it at Comic-Con. Yeah, man, it
0: should be, be an interesting summer. And um, we'll see how this new world handles these big conventions now that they all have to be virtual. Uh, other big news that came out last week, and this was, I believe, a stunner, I think, for a lot of people, despite the controversy that kind of came about afterwards. But uh, Sony, of course, is putting out the PlayStation 5 later this year. Um, I'm assuming a lot of people will be trying to get that joint shipped to their houses and not try to be fighting somebody in a Walmart who's not social distancing or wearing a mask. I'm assuming a lot of people are going to try to avoid that. But this console, as of now, still slated to come out. And among the new games that will be uh, part of this kind of legacy release will be a new game, Spider-Man Miles Morales, created by Insomniac Studios. This is huge for a lot of gamers and huge for a lot of Marvel fans. If you have not uh, played it already, the 2018 Spider-Man PlayStation video game is, I think, the word iconic I think is fair. Let's talk about it with that. It it was a game changer. Um, It's one of the greatest superhero games of all time. The billing that it got. The hype that it had and how it looked up to it pretty much on it, on all facets. Gameplay, story mode, um, overall satisfaction, replay mode. Like, everything about it. It was, just a, it was just a complete grand slam. And, you know, Miles Morales is in that game. And I don't think anybody thought we'd be seeing anything from Insomniac this quickly from them. So when they announced that this new game was coming out, people were stunned. Especially for a new console that You would think you'd have to work with a new engine and do everything, but this is uh, this is a thing now. It became a little bit of a controversy because uh, a, a, a Sony executive, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment EVP, uh, Simon Rudder, did an interview with Telegraph that really kind of threw cold water on this reveal. He said, quote uh, there's a substantial Miles Morales component, which is the expansion element also within the game as well. There's been major enhancements to the game and the game engine, obviously deploying some of the major PlayStation 5 technology. I think what is very interesting for everyone is to see how familiar games might be to some degree changed through the workings of PlayStation 5. Boy, did this throw the internet ablaze or you know, light them ablaze. Like, it was... This got... People were really upset about this. Um, you hear the word "expansion," uh, you hear the words um, "what it, major enhancements to a, a game that's already out." That that all that language suggests that this was, um, you know, same engine, different character, but basically the same game. That's that was the impression that people got when these words were coming out from Mister Ruder. Or Rudder, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name. So apologies to him. Uh, and then what was crazy was, then all of a sudden, Insomniac came out and said that wasn't true. And Insomniac put out a tweet saying, Miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales is the next adventure in the in uh, Marvel Spider-Man universe. We will reveal more about this standalone game at a future date. And then there were various people who kept saying, "Yeah, but what about these comments about it being an expansion?" And within those tweets, they kept responding, saying, "It is a standalone game." So clearly, there was some kind of disconnect. Uh, when I saw this, I, I felt like one: how is it, it was kind of mind boggling that Sony's Sony and the Samyang weren't on the same page with their messaging. That this gentleman, uh, who is you know. Such a is the executive vice president of this company in regards to the interactive entertainment, and that I don't know if he didn't know that that language would make people feel a totally different way about this Miles Morales game, or if he slipped up, but it just seemed like a mess. I I, it was now there's just a lot of confusion. I think now there's a lot of skepticism about this game, so it was kind of a whirlwind of emotions. Uh, when it came out. Obviously, when you hear Spider-Man Miles Morales, you see the graphics, you see a little bit that they show, you're like, oh my god, this is going to be crazy. And then we hear it's an expansion that kind of, you know, tempers those expectations. So,
1: Sham, what do you make of what happened with this? Um, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, obviously, I'm extremely excited um, about the game coming out. Uh, you know, and you're you correct in saying the Spider-Man game was so, was so well done. And I was, exci- I was so excited for that game, and it exceeded my expectations. I couldn't put that game down. So, you know, I can't wait to get my hands on this game. Now, with regards to the kind of confusing comments, what I'm thinking is going on here, and this is something that has been been a trend in the in the gaming industry as of late with regards to a lot of single-player adventure-type games, where they'll come out, they'll come out with kind of side, almost like side story games. Assassin's Creed has done it a couple times. Um, the Far Cry games have done it. Where I played those games, and those are fun. Where they'll come out with this, it's basically a smaller version of the game. It won't even, it won't cost a full sixty dollars. It'll be like forty dollars, and it's a shorter story, a smaller game, but it's, it runs basically the same. Uh, with some you know it'll have improvements because it's a different game and a newer game, so they'll improve upon various different things. But it'll feel like an expansion, which I think is why he phrased it that way when he said it that way. That's probably what he was trying to let people know: um, is to not expect a full game, so to speak. Right. That it'll be it'll be a shorter adventure, and that's kind of what I expected when I watched the trailer. Cause I was like, geez, they came." I was like, well, how did it take so long to make the, this first game, and then and now for this game, it's already out?" Yeah, because that so was the thing. That the
0: whole out? the whole process of the Sony Spider Man game I mean, that was like a two year, full two year thing. When we first heard about a it, it was so project. We got it. It was at least two years. So when yeah, and that's why everybody was stunned when we heard this because
1: we were like, "How did they have the time to do this?" It's like, how did they make this already? Like, the, the, on a new the, console? The, the, yeah, the dev kit for the PS Five has not been out. I mean, I mean, it's been out. People have been working on the PS5 for a while. But, I mean, I, I feel like they were working on the, the Spider-Man PS4, you know, not even that long ago. The game came out. When did, when did the game come out? Like, last year or a couple last. years ago? Yeah, 2018. So, it's like, this game came out not even that long ago. And they were still coming out with DLC for the game after that. Exactly, yeah. So, it's like, where did the time come in for them to just create a whole new, like, full new Spider-Man game? So, it's hard. it's very hard to believe. So I kind of expected this to be a shorter adventure. So I'm thinking that's what the the um, Sony Interactive Entertainment exec was trying to say. But yeah. he shouldn't have said it that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think Shamari's got it. You know, Shamari the vet with this stuff. And he, he I mean, we get that if you if you watch if you watch the trailer, um, and like you said, if you pay attention to the way these things are being made and the way these games are normally made. There's no way this game is a, a, a true sequel to the first one. Um, that's not coming out for a couple of years. Uh, and I think there's a bridge. There's a bridge game. And it's fine. It's still right. going to be a cool story. Something they set up in the original. And it's graphically, it's a massive step up. Massive step up. And if you like playing with Miles Morales, you know, or if you like the Miles Morales character, character, you want to play with him, you got to get to PS5. Um, so, I mean, I think it makes sense. From Sony's perspective, but I, I, I don't think they want people to understand that. Uh, I don't think the guy's lying to the people, so that's why people are upset at the guy. People are, I guess, if you're upset at Sony because they're marketing this as sort of a sequel, and it's not. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that you then you, you're not hip to the you're not hip to the tricks, you know.
1: <laughs> <You're>
2: not, <laughs> like they they're not gonna tell you that. Oh yeah, this is an expansion, you know. Like they're not gonna tell you that. But well, unfortunately, this guy did. Uh, but my thing is, look, at least he told. At least he was a straight shooter. <laughs> you know, he didn't tell me, all oh, yeah, this, so. <laughs> this is a massive step up." And, you know, it's the sequel to the first, and you know, we're gonna have such an expansive. This game's gonna go deeper than the first one. It's not gonna go deeper than the first
1: one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about those. These smaller. These like almost like mini games. Yeah. That they're selling now.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think this is gonna be sixty dollars. No, nah, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, and I that think should also should, should be the that also should be the dead giveaway this isn't going to be a full sequel if this thing is 60 dollars the people have a right to be upset because if you call it, unless unless they prove me wrong unless the game comes out and it's, <laughs> it's deeper it's actually full
1: yeah, so we, we, we all
0: so we're all in agreement that this is likely not a game at with the depth that the Spider-Man PS4 game had no yeah absolutely no so right. hey, we all so we're on agreement there yes
1: i agree yeah i i think it'll still be a big game um but I, I agree, it's not gonna have the depth of the Spider Man game that we played. And and already, it's not gonna be a true sequel in that the objective of a
2: sequel to a game like Spider Man is to improve upon the game. Exactly. And yeah. add
1: things. I think it'll. Mostly, this game is not, it'll, it'll mostly be the same.
2: It, this game is not. It's good again.
1: Graphically, it'll improve. Right, because PS Five. It's PS Five. It's,
2: PS5. it's right. going. Mean, if you it's look at the.
1: There's gonna be no load screens at all. Right.
2: No load screens. Like look at the side by side between. Miles Morales in the the original versus this, like it looks good. So look,
0: yeah. Shout out to the bar, shout out to the PS5 barber. Yeah, hey, I know, right? His, you gotta be his, Yeah, his lineup was he was tight, up. yo. <laughs> up, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is PS4 barber man. He was he was a little shaky, man. <laughs> that twenty dollar <laughs> cut was definitely uh definitely not money well spent. But that that PS that PS5 barber,
2: yeah, yeah he, had, he had Miles looking tight. Yeah, the Jason Tatum joint. So no nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. No, I mean, I feel like this is going to be a very, very. It's gonna be a fun mission. Uh, multiple missions. I was say mission.
1: Now that's, that's, that's a DLC. That's a DLC. <laughs> that's something you might as well just release on <laughs> PS4. Mission,
2: but like it'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a fun story. It'll be an adventure. Yeah. You know, it'll be a fun adventure. Um, which is why it's almost a re-release, a remaster kind of thing, but it's a new story. So that that should be fun, but. There's a difference between a remaster or a reboot type game and a sequel, a sequel where the game is literally the engine is improved upon or the engine is changed in a way that improves the game or makes it deeper. You add things to the story, you add new modes. I don't think that we're going to see that in this. So, Mm. I mean, my heat wouldn't be directed, honestly, at the guy. It'd be directed at Insomniac, which is why Insomniac was like, oh, that's not true. Slow down. (laughs) It's gonna be, you know, a sequel or is this or whatever, like standalone games, what they kept yes yeah, to say. standalone, which to me, that all right, it's a so what it's a standalone, like Miles and Ralph, the standalone character to, to Peter Parker, but that doesn't mean that the game isn't, yeah, the engine, engine
0: isn't the same, yeah,
2: yeah, the engines. Yeah, I'm not gonna play it and be like, wow, this is kind of the same game I was playing, Miles and Ralph, which again, by the way, it's still cool, oh, yeah. I'm, it's still worth the money. Yeah, I was just gonna say real quickly. How from a percent,
0: away. from a percentage standpoint, how much of this game do you want to, in terms of like how big it is, like, like what percentage would be happy for you, in terms of how big it is compared to Spider Man PS4? Like, if it's fifty percent, seventy five, like what percentage do you feel like I can feel comfortable with this? I
2: would say sixty to seventy five.
0: I'd say
1: forty to fifty.
2: Wow. Really, forty yeah. to
0: fifty. I don't think that that
1: would rock with me. Yeah, I, I'd be cool with that. But I so mean, when 30%. I played, I mean, I remember because I played uh, Far Cry New Dawn, and right off the bat, um, you could tell that game was much smaller than right. <laughs> than um, Far Cry Five was. But it it the thing is, it, that game had elements that were still done much better than Far Cry Five. Right. Some things were just much more imaginative. The colors are more more vibrant. Far Cry 5 was bigger, and way way bigger, way more expan- expansive in terms of what was offered. But New Dawn, it had a, just a different flavor to it. Now, I feel like I'm spe- expecting something similar to this. I don't think it's going to be as big. But, I mean, Miles Morales, I mean, he, there's a different flavor to that, you know, to that character. They can characterize him right and give him the right story. I mean, it doesn't have to be you know, I don't need it to be as Because that Spider-Man game, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty big. Oh, it um, massive, yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I don't need it to be quite as big. Um, you know, if they if they had to shorten it, I I wouldn't mind.
2: Now, the, there but, is a the question of, look, I mean, we're, we're doing the Miles Morales story as a bridge to the second, but, you know, why can't it just be the second? Yeah. You know, that's well, what some I people mean, are going to say. I, I, I,
0: I, argue, actually, I would argue, Insomniac is yeah, arguing yeah. that it is the second
2: right right but like what it might be a sequel but it's
0: this, it's this it's their second game would be their argument we we, we all right. agree that it would be nonsense but that's their argument yeah but
2: like yeah, yeah but like in terms of like the actual in-game improvements now look we don't know what that sequel will be maybe it's not even a spider-man game at all but if it is a spider-man game maybe it's a mix of both characters you know maybe they do a spider-verse thing i don't know there are ways they can still do it and you know it not be controversial but like if we just go back to peter parker and say, oh yeah, Miles Morales has a side story in between to kind of bridge the gap, keep people happy. Uh, I don't know about the optics of that, but that's just me. Yeah, I feel you. I, I I
0: feel that. Um, I I yeah, I mean, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? I well, what I what crazy, I say is, I think that I think that people <laughs> were so in love with the first story that you know this that Spider-Man story. I think now kind of holds up when it comes to like when we think about best Spider-Man stories, and I think people are like. I don't think people are done with that story, that Spider-Man, that universe that was created. And I think that people want to see more from that. So I think that's the issue. I think that um, I, I I get the point for sure. And I think that they could still do. I think they would do more Miles Morales games, I think. But uh, just from the fan perspective, what they want, I think they also want to continue that Spider I want to continue that Spider-Man story. I love Miles Morales too, but I'm not done with uh the Peter Parker and the Mary Jane and the universe that they created with the last Spider-Man game at all. Um I thought they did a great job of leaving uh, a lot of Super Spider-Man heroes on the sidelines. We didn't have Green Goblin, we didn't have Hobgoblin, we didn't have Venom, we didn't have Carnage. Like there's a they for a game that was that big and that uh you know, invasive like like there's still a lot of meat on the bone for what they could do. No Craven, like, no King. Oh yeah, King. Yeah. Um, but like, like yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> there's a lot there. So that's for, 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 so for me, I feel like that's that's where I think for for them, they they don't want to just say, oh, now next we're doing Miles Morales. It's like, wait, you have a lot of Peter Parker business to still handle. That people would still be interested in, and you did a kick ass story that people enjoyed. I don't think people were done with that. And I think that's why um, I'm not saying this is the best avenue, but I think it's an avenue that makes sense. I think that Spider Man became like, a, you know, just a, a flagship video game franchise now for Sony. You know, they have their other, you know, we obviously know F- Spider Man's a flagship movie property, and, a, you know, cartoon property, and a toy property. And you know, video games it hadn't been like that in a long time. Now I think that when you think of Sony now. You think of Spider-Man video games. Right now, it's only like one game, but it's that it's it's gotten that it was that game was that popular, that well done. So, um, so if you're trying to be practical and say, "How we keep our name in the game and put have something new with our new flagship, new next generation console," well, we got to have our flagship franchise be a part of it so how do you do that okay let's do something with spider-man okay we can't make a game as expansive as the one we just did how do we do something that's still satisfactory well everyone loves miles morales and he was in our last game let's do that uh that to me i think is is i'm fine with it i'm cool with what they're trying to do i it's not you know it's unfortunate that kind of the language and kind of how they went about it kind of tempered some of the expectations, some of the hype for it, but I'm I'm still cool with it. I agree. I don't know if 40% is good for me. I think that Kendall's more closer to me. I think if they're like a 60% of this game being uh, you know, of the like the Spider-Man game but like the graphics are nuts, the controls are better, like you know, like I can live with that. Considering what we know that what they're doing is like a very, very ambitious thing to me to have a game out this quickly from your last game. Um... I think uh, we should move on now to the last story of the day before we do our uh, show recaps, which, by the way, will be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Stargirl at the end of the uh, podcast. And I want you guys, you guys can pull up the uh, list I put together because, as I said earlier at the top of the show, you know, when we were talking about celebrating 15 years uh, of of Batman Begins, which, again, like when I talked about at the top of the show, really, the Nolan movies really feel like. The beginning of an era with this, these superhero movies. It felt like the Nolan movies kind of changed the game, and uh, and I'd, I'd argue since you could say that it definitely has, you know, in the movie we had coming out after uh, after that movie. And and what I did was I compiled basically a list of every. I tried my best to get every superhero. movie. I'm not sure if I got all of them. I think I did every superhero movie that came out in each year. And I wanted to kind of pinpoint each year and say which year was the best you know 2005 uh was the year that batman begins came out and it came out with other superhero movies and it made me think well what what individual years do we look at and say are the absolute best and um what i'll what i'll do is is i'll probably try to you know post uh the list on our instagram account so you guys can actually see the list for yourselves and um and make you know make calls on what do you think is the best year of a superhero movie so that you know so you guys can can play along but for the sake of this pod um i'm gonna go real quickly guys on each year and i want to and then we'll kind of talk about it so i started at 2002 because that was the first year i could see that there were clearly two major superhero movies that came out in theaters and that's kind of the, the parameter that i had they had to come out in theaters and they had to be superhero movies based on you know major comics and that was really it um so uh spice it's 2002 was the first spider-man movie which again for a lot of people will they they also say that that feels like the beginning of the, the era of superhero movies but uh, i have spider-man and blade 2 came out in 2002 2003 we had hulk x2 and daredevil 2003 we had blade trinity catwoman incredibles the punisher and spider-man 2 2005, I said before, we had Batman Begins, Constantine, Electra, Fantastic Four, Sin City, and Ven- v for Vendetta. 2006 was a light year when we had two. It was Spider-Man, excuse me, Superman Returns, and X-Men: The Last Stand. 2007 again another light year. We had Spider-Man 3 and Fantastic Four: Rise of the Civil Surfer. That was a rough one. <laughs> 2008, uh, then that was this is the year I think that's going to be tough to, to top for me because it's Dark Knight, Iron Man, The Hulk, Incredible Hulk. Punisher, Warzone, and Hellboy 2 2009 we had Watchmen, X-Men Origins uh, Wolverine, 2010 we had Iron Man 2, Kick-Ass and I threw in Scott Pilgrim versus the World and some people argue about that superhero movie status but it's a comic book I think people would certainly consider Scott Scott Pilgrim to be a hero, I think if you watch the movie I think he does come across like a superhero so I was okay with putting that in there uh, 2011, now we're kind of deep into the Marvel, uh, Marvel era here we had Captain America, The Green Hornet, Green Lantern, Thor, and X-Men, First Class. 2012, we had uh, Amazing Spider-Man, The Avengers, The Dark Knight Rises. 2013, we had Man of Steel, Iron Man 3, Kick-Ass 2, and The Wolverine. 2014, we had Amazing Spider-Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, X-Men, Days of Future Past. 2015, we had Ant-Man, Avengers, Uh, Age of Ultron and Fantastic Four Um, 2016 we had Deadpool Captain America Civil War Doctor Strange, Suicide Squad Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 and X-Men Apocalypse 2017 Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Justice League Lego Batman, Logan, Thor Ragnarok, Wonder Woman and Spider-Man Homecoming 2018 Ant-Man and the Wasp Aquaman Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther Deadpool 2, Incredibles 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Venom, Teen Titans Go, the movie, and lastly, 2019, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Dark uh, Dark Phoenix, Hellboy, Joker, Shazam, and Spider-Man Far From Home. Sham, I'll go to you first. What are some of the years that you look at and you're zeroing in as perhaps the best year
1: of superhero movies? Um... Well, I mean, I think just the sheer volume of them, uh, kind of, uh, it kind of makes you lean towards the later years, just because you're getting so many. Can't ignore the bad with the good. Can't ignore the bad with the good. Can't you know? Um, if you, you know, if you got like ten,
2: ten movies and three that were good, seven of them are bad. You know, well, yeah, of course. I don't look that I mean, great I mean when you have
1: that kind, of, I mean, when you're <laughs> saying it that way, um. I mean, 2018 for me kind of stands out as one where it's like, okay, yeah. most, of movies, most of these the movies, most of these are years, fantastic. Yeah. Really, the only one is just Venom. That's really the only one. The last all the other ones have been terrific. Yeah. Um, for these types of movies. Yeah, I mean, last year, um, I mean, last year you had Dark Phoenix and Hellboy, um, but all the other movies there. <laughs> Or yeah, those are the cause it's two. I don't
2: I don't hate Dark Phoenix. You know, like I don't look at it as like I
1: don't hate Dark Phoenix you
2: know, either. It's not a it doesn't help the year. I but, do. <laughs> for for the, for the for
0: the for the for the calm for the people that are like saying what, I will be the person right. to say, I agree with you audience, Dark Phoenix was trash. Right. I hated that movie.
2: So, so for me, like Hellboy is the only one in twenty nineteen where I'm like, Wow. Like Mm -hmm. So that's a good sign for 2019. Look, 2018, 2019, to me, are, again, like Shamari said, the the, the sheer volume and girth of these lists uh, for those two years are incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Pre-2018, it it even becomes an even tougher discussion.
1: I mean, pre-2018, you have so many years just mixed with just very, very bad you have good and bad, man. Because there's yeah, been a lot of some, bad movies. Some, you, either bad movies or movies that are kind of mediocre, very forgettable. I mean, 2010, there's only three movies. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to judge on those years because there's so few. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, in 20, 20, 2009 there's only two. I mean, I love Watchmen, but X Men Origins Wolverine is so horrible. Right. And it's like, you know, there's nothing really there. I mean, 2017 is also really good. Um I mean, Justice League is Justice League. I mean, maybe the, will the Snyder cut, re, you know, will it, you know, well, yeah. kind of does that kind of twenty twenty one or change the <laughs> does it change
2: the result of what Justice League but, um, being?
1: But yeah, I mean, I mean, if that movie were good, then twenty seventeen would be in the conversation as well. Um, so, but,
2: so if you're looking you know. at this list from a, if you're looking at it from a impact standpoint or a hype standpoint. You know, you kind of put yourself back in the in the year. I mean, and you can't do that. And that's so, that's hard to do. Uh, I think you got to you got to try to do it. I think that's part of the you know part of the fun of it to me
0: because where obviously I mean, because that's have where the when we think though. about that, yeah, the we, hindsight we, is. But when we think about that, to me, like, I think you got to do that, and then also talk about like execution, like how they lived up to it, or whether they did right, or not. Right. That's where you know, like that's why two thousand eight to me always still is a is a is is an important year. And I understand that, you know, Hellboy 2 and Punisher Warzone are in there. But, man, Dark Knight and Iron Man, and, you know, separated by a month. And to think about what that meant for superhero movies. So. That's a massive, massive year. That, like, we don't have what we have now without that year. That summer was crazy.
2: You talk about that. I was, looking, I was looking at 2012, because in 2012, you had one. Avengers, uh, which obviously at the time, biggest event in comic book movie history, until we had, you know, obviously Civil War, Endgame, Infinity War, <laughs> but biggest event in comic book movie history at the time. Uh, you had the Dark Knight Rises, which was huge, coming off of the heels of the Dark Knight, arguably bigger than the Dark Knight because we had already seen the Dark Knight. Um, so that event, again, in hindsight, you, you know, we kind of retroactively, Dark Knight Rises, the, 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 the aftermath wasn't as great as maybe some people, uh, expected it to be, so, you know, the shine on that movie is hurt, but at the time, you want to talk about the hype that we had for 2012, and then not, that even, I didn't even mention The Amazing Spider-Man, which, again, another movie, you were talking about hype, the Spider-Man reboot, Andrew Garfield, that, I mean, that was a huge year, there's only three movies, But all three of those blockbuster, just huge, huge movies in the landscape, two of the three probably underwhelmed, probably didn't reach expectations. And then obviously you had Avengers. So again, if we're talking sheer, if you're talking just like quality, I wouldn't put 2012 in the conversation. But if we're talking sheer height and impact for the time, 2012
1: is a huge year. I mean, in that sense, I would say 2016 is also a huge year, with the exception of *Teenage Mutant Ninja*. Turtles.
2: 2016 for me, in terms of quality and impact, but I think in terms of quality, might be the best. Might be the best uh, class.
0: So 2016 is like is is the one that's tough for me because I feel like man, Deadpool, Captain America, Doctor Strange brought it, and they just got the fact that Fox and Warner Brothers just laid those eggs. Like just like 2016. I, has this a case of being the best year without if it wasn't for those other terrible movies, you know what I'm saying? Like, X Men Apocalypse was such a joke, and Suicide Squad he is not like X Men. Recently, <laughs> oh, please, I love X Men, but Apocalypse <laughs> and Dark Phoenix pass. Um, that's tough because man, go, Deadpool and Captain America in a, in a summer is <laughs> that was in Civil War. I mean that was that was crazy. Not Actually, only I,
2: in a summer, it was like in the span of like, it was in the span it of was, like three it was,
1: months. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, those are very you close had, to each
2: other. Yeah, Deadpool in February, and then you had Captain America in May. That was huge.
1: I also
0: forgot to put uh, Captain America Winter Soldier was in uh, 2014.
2: Whoa, EJ, that's a huge uh, that's omission. A, that's a big one. I now no, now I got to reevaluate 2014
0: because that means 2014.
2: You got now you got three juggernauts.
0: You got Guardians, yeah, exactly. Days of Reach Past, and Winter Soldier.
2: I, yeah, I, I like that first like team. I like
0: both. I like that first team. I like both. I like both. Yeah, personally, I like and, both of those. Yeah, games. you get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Amazing Spider-Man Two was you no know, hot that, garbage. That, now that
2: was a dud. I, I will give EJ that.
1: That was a major dud. Yeah, that that's a, garbage. That's, that's one of the biggest, arguably the biggest dud on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: He's a whole another video. Too. A whole another video. That and Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, Nukes 2015.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, 2015 can't even have a discussion with Fantastic Four on there. 2015 was a, a surprisingly light year when I was doing this research. I was like, what was, oh, what really?
2: was the worst? Now that we're having that discussion.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point of this, too. Bad. I mean, 22 movies, two, was 2004. Bad. <laughs> well, 2004 is weird because you got, you got a, a, two classics and then three just like.
2: The, yeah. Bar. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Classic. <laughs> classic. I mean, Blade, that. Trinity, Captain Woman, and The Punisher. Yeah. Yuck. Now you got Incredibles and Spider Man 2. So it's like I can't say that's the worst year. But uh I don't know, two thousand and five
2: two thousand three you got X two, but then you had Hulk and Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Tough tough being a superhero fan back then.
0: Yeah, it was it was yeah, you were grasping at straws, man, for what you actually had in regards to the superhero content. Um the worst year I don't know. I, mean, I, I 2007 was the year that when I was doing this list jumped out to me. To be honest, yeah. Uh, like, you want to talk about two movies that are just completely and utterly disappointed in ways that you thought were actually surprising? That 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 was the yeah. year.
1: No, you I, think, the, I think 06, you could make
0: the case that you uh, could uh, make the case that 2007 mm-hmm. was the worst. And yeah, no six two. Okay. That's It's fair point. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: yeah There's kind of a drought leading up to 08. So if you want to talk about modern. Post, post Iron Man, post Dark Knight years—that was really a dud to me. Twenty thirteen, yeah, yeah, Man of Steel, Iron Man three, and the Wolverine. Genius too and Wolverine. And yeah. That's yeah, all those movies to me, didn't. All I those movies. Man of Steel, not a terrible movie. But if that's the best movie, it's a tough year. Yeah, it's a tough year. It's a tough a year, good. man. Wolverine also not a terrible movie. The Wolverine, but. It's just, a, it's just a dud. Yeah, the Wolverine is actually a step up from
0: the Wolverine Origins debacle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. It, it it's came a big, out of that movie positive. I came out of that movie like, wow, I didn't hate this. Yeah, completely.
2: Yeah, it came out with a positive vibe of like, wow. And then also, the, you know, of course, the hype of Days of Future Past. You know, oh yeah. Wow. Of so going going into the future, like what? You know, Professor X is back, and yep. you know Trask. So there were some good things coming out of the Wolverine, but. 2013 was rough 2013 was definitely rough um
0: i feel like my my gut tells me man um
1: if we're picking the best i think 2018 is a year i don't personally i'm just gonna be honest i don't really think there's a discussion i mean all these movies even venom you don't don't think you
0: don't think there's a
1: discussion with 2018 being the best there's just no, there's no, there's no low, like, there's no. There's, there's nothing to bring it down. Yeah, the worst case, if say. the worst movie is Venom, then that it kind of has to be the The answer. worst movie is Venom. I mean, and all these other movies were, were very successful. They weren't even, like, kind of, sort of successful. Yeah. I mean, they were all very successful, very good movies. And a lot of people would say Venom's a good movie. I don't think it's a great movie, but. Fans loved it. A lot of people love Venom. I think 2018, in terms of superhero movies and superhero hype, I feel like that's kind of where we started getting a lot of the, oh, these superhero, you know, a lot of kind of... your are Scorsese-type guys. Scorsese, guy. just yeah, Scorsese right. kind of started to hate because they're like, these movies are what people want to see. They're everywhere, yeah. They're everywhere. Everyone loves them. And they started getting mad because it's like, these movies are doing so well. Every single one of those movies did well. I'm you a, know what?
0: A, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a play... I hate the term "devil's advocate," but for the sake of devil's advocate, you don't think twenty seventeen has a real stake in this? If we if we agree that Justice Justice League had way more hype than Venom, but we agree they're both probably on the same level of quality
2: movie, which I think we would. I wouldn't agree. Twenty, but you would not agree. You think Venom's better? Oh yeah, I watched Venom. You know, maybe eight months ago. It's a fun movie. I like Justice League. I don't. I mean, I gotta rewatch Justice. I've not watched watch Justice League in a long it's, time.
1: It's is funny, of because I was going to say I don't agree on the opposite side. You think? Right. Oh yeah, you. I, I, like I would think I more like people.
0: I would think more people would think Justice League. Well, I don't know.
1: I, I have no idea actually. Now that I think about it. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, look, Justice League is as much of a, a mess as it is. I can watch Justice League. I don't want to watch Venom again. <laughs> you know, like, I have no desire yeah. to watch the Venom
2: again. again. I've said this, you know, multiple times on this podcast. Hilarious movie, man. Not for the reason it probably should be, but it's an hilarious movie. So I can always watch Venom, but I agree. Twenty seventeen,
0: because to- I'm I'm looking at Guardians two, I'm looking at Lego Batman, which which to me, if you're talking about okay, Spider Verse was amazing, but Lego Batman is, you know, I think it's pretty much on par in terms of animated superhero movies, and he, uh, Logan, well, Lego ba- not- Lego Batman.
2: Are you kidding me? Like Batman's good. I mean I didn't like that movie as much as you guys. Oh, you know we, we talked about it. I wasn't as big a fan. I wasn't all on the Lego Batman tree. I thought it was a good movie. Um but I don't know if it's on Spider vs. Tier. I'd say it's a tier
1: below. I have to rewatch Lego
2: Batman. I'd say it's a tier below. Um,
1: um and
2: then you got Logan,
0: uh Wonder Woman, which is Man. which is which is game complete game changer, and Spider Man homecoming. That's a big year, man. It's
1: a very that's, a, good
2: that's year. a that's
1: a big year. I uh, yeah. I mean I mean my thing is like 2018. I feel like it has everything. I mean it has your you have a, a, an amazing Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the biggest event. Only people only people today still arguing is the best Avengers movie.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the biggest event still probably in comic book movie history.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean cause a whole social media catastrophe. The Thanos snap. The Thanos snap will never be replicated, will never be replicated. in <laughs> cinema.
2: I mean that. The Thanos snap is the coolest thing we've ever gotten to the <laughs> I am your father moment.
1: Yeah, oh, exactly. Agreed. Completely changing game from a cinema standpoint. And in 2018, you have Black Panther. I mean, that, that's just that that, that alone. Yeah. You know, put Cold Black movie. Panther on any of these early tw- 2000s movies, yep. and that elevates its status immensely. Yeah, that's a pillar. That's a pillar movie. Yeah, Spider Verse also speaks for itself. Great. Greatest animated superhero movie ever. You have, and then you kinda have then you have Deadpool Two, which I mean when Deadpool two when I'm mentioning Deadpool two fourth or fifth. Right. I mean that's Incredible how you, too. that's how you know Incredible Two is like sixth. It's like come on. At that point yeah. it's like okay. Ant Man like, and the Wasp, year, that was like, like that, that was that was like a warm up. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp was like a warm up. That was like, oh you know I loved Ant Man and the Wasp. I thought that was a I thought that was a great movie. Yeah. Um and then yeah, you have and then he, Kings of Beasts. And Aquaman. I didn't even mention Aquaman. You yeah, guys know yeah. I know. I know you love Aquaman.
2: We in at the end of the year. You
0: know that was an excellent
2: movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't
0: know. Man. Yeah, Spider Verse and Aquaman got like in at the very last.
2: Yeah, it's so interesting. Because last shows, weeks of the year. 2019.
1: Yeah, twenty nineteen is the winner. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, it shows it,
0: you
2: how. It's very interesting.
0: So, so pre pre Avengers era so let's say so avengers is 2012 so pre-avengers if you had to pick a year as the best year
2: it, it's to me it's 2008 right i look 2011 i want to give a, a shout out uh because i you know i loved first class that's true you know, i think Captain america I, first class and thor and first avenger might be one of my it might be my favorite Captain america movie um oh you're Civil the Wars only Spirit. person
0: who thinks that that's Sorry, that, that can't, that can't, that can't be said. That can't go without being said.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I wouldn't, I would, I, I would still say it's civil war. But I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Ca- Captain America First Avenger fan. Uh, I think I like it better than Winter Soldier. Which maybe again, I, maybe I'm. That's old- wow! Yeah. You're the only person who thinks that. <laughs> but I, I respect it because I, I, I
0: really enjoy First Avenger. And I think it's as time has gone on, it's, it's probably it may be the most underrated Cap- uh, movie in the Marvel library, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're so. Uh, so I, I get that, but
0: Overwinter Winter Soldier,
2: uh, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, yeah, I mean, 2005 is a bad year. Uh, if you look at like Constantine, a lot of people don't realize it was a movie that even happened. <laughs> uh, you know, and Electra obviously. Fantastic um, Four was alright, but like Sin know? City was 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 good, and well, I like. Popular, you know. Yeah, Vince, V for City,
1: Vendetta was okay. We don't, City, V for V for Vendetta yeah. and Batman Begins are quality movies, right? Um,
2: they just don't. They they didn't really. Uh, in terms of the landscape of the superhero movie or the comic book movie, uh, didn't really have the impact. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think I think, for me, I I look at 2011, I look at 2008 as the as the two that for that era, are the best. And the problem with 2008 is, again, you're primarily looking at two movies that were excellent. The Iron Man and The Dark Knight are the arguably top five combo movies of all
1: time. Yeah. So, and, I mean, I didn't hate The Incredible Hulk. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I not did not. Like, I, I, am, I am not one of those people.
2: You know, and again, The Incredible Hulk is another one where... Similar to what I mentioned with 2012, where I think, retroactively, people kind of didn't like it because it wasn't as good as the movies that subsequently came after. Right. But I feel like, I don't know, me, in my, at you know, in my, my what, uh, what year did that movie come out? 2008. 2008, my 10-year-old self. <laughs> I love The Incredible <laughs> You know, when Iron Man shows up at the end of that joint, I'm losing my mind, <laughs> as I think a lot of people were. So, you know, I look, I think, uh, I think that movie, you know, kind of gets forgotten because of the, and also I think that movie gets looked at much more positively if Ed Norton is still a Hulk. And he's in all those Avengers movies. But that's a whole nother conversation. No, yeah. I agree. This is a
0: good, uh, this is a fun exercise. I, I enjoyed this. I hope you, I hope our, our, our listeners enjoyed it. I mean, we were so lucky, um, to have had all these years of superhero movies. When I really kind of looked back on the list, I'm like, wow, look at all these movies. And I've watched almost every single one. A like, few in there I didn't watch. I don't think I watched Kick Ass 2. I never got the chance to see the, the, the um, the Teenage Ninja Turtle movies. Um, But almost everything else I've I didn't watch, obviously, like the Hellboy from last year, like I didn't watch, but like almost everything else in here I've watched. Um, So it just it it just kind of taking that look back uh, on what we've kind of, you know, gotten to experience in this superhero age as it's become with Hollywood and who knows with COVID-19. What the future holds so i think that you know i thought that it was important to see what we've done so uh thanks for uh engaging in this uh in this conversation i thought it was cool um let's do the episode recap so we can get out of here guys so let's first begin with um uh, let's start with agents of shield this was uh agents of shield of course we're on episode three of season seven alien commies come uh alien commies from the future is the title of the episode um, shout out to uh, the I told you guys how I was gonna miss the 1930s Agents of Shield title screen, and then they came back with another awesome one for the 50s and for uh, the kind of alien invasion type uh, you know poster that they use for the for the thing. They're killing that. I love that aspect of every episode now. Um, this this now I think is my favorite episode of the season. Uh, this man, you want to talk about this season kind of revving up and getting better and better. Uh, I told you guys how much I really enjoyed the last episode, and I thought this episode was 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 great. Um, I thought a great callback uh, to get the guy from uh, Agent Carter,
2: uh, Danny
0: Sousa. Sousa, I mean, oh man, and those
2: boys.
0: I, <laughs> I, that was that was a really smart, really uh, well thought out callback. Um, I think you know the fifties are a it's a time that doesn't really get explored nearly as much. When we talk about going back in time, you know, the 60s, the 70s, the Prohibition era, those are usually more, I'm talking about 20th century, those are, you know, the 80s, of course. Uh, Those are the time periods that people really love to go back to. So I thought that, you know, taking a specific time, which is 1955, like the kind of uh, uh, first kind of interest into UFOs and into uh Alien invasions. Like that was a that was smart and using that with the time travel element uh made sense. I just really enjoyed a lot of the moments that, that happened. I uh, I really enjoyed uh you know, um uh Colson and Gemma, you know, kind of interviewing all these people trying to find out who is the Chronicoms, you know, like it was just it was just it was just really fun stuff, you know. Um we had some really I think uh strong moments uh, from Deke, I thought he had a really good episode. I thought his conversation with Daisy was really good. I thought his him trying to uh, interrogate the uh, the white racist uh, army guy <laughs> was really good. Were, you know, it was it was I just really enjoyed a lot of this. A lot of stuff made sense. I even enjoyed the idea of Area Fifty One being like a shield base. It was like, of course it is. Like that was also just smart and using the time period to like work with your story. I thought they did a lot of different cool things. So this was this was a joyous ride for me. I, I liked it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I like the um, I like this episode. Like Sean mentioned, he mentioned you know bringing back uh, Daniel Sousa uh, was a good touch uh, for the episode. You know, I had mentioned this uh, I think a couple weeks ago how he, he was on the docks to return. Um, yeah, I'm, I, personally, I'm glad that I knew he was coming back. You know, I guess it didn't I didn't need the whole shock of like, wait, who's this guy again? You know, I think it's actually, you know, it's actually good that I was prepared to see him. And I didn't think it'd be this early. You know, I was, I was surprised when I saw him this early. But uh, it makes sense in the timeline. Um, uh, for those asking, for those wondering, Haley Atwell has already come out and said she's not going to be in the season. Someone asked her on Instagram, was like, aren't they I'm being the would- Carter she She's like, no. And then, But some people don't believe her. Yeah, yeah, maybe she's lying. I just, uh, I don't know, a flat no. Wow. She, she,
1: she That's just all she said was no?
2: She said no. It's a comment on Instagram. She didn't have to say, she didn't have to say anything. <laughs> she could have been like, well, I'm going to ignore this, you know, because I don't want to violate my NDA. You know, but, so I don't know. Personally, I would expect to see Peggy Carter, but if she does show up now, that would be a legendary, uh, a legendary appearance at this point. But, still, the... Having Daniel Sousa uh, show up, I do wonder. Like, wow, none of those guys know what Peggy Carter looks like. You know, uh, to me, that was a little. Goofy. I wonder about that. But I'm like, so this wow. guy knows who Peggy. Like, this guy is like running the base, and he was he works with Peggy Carter, and nobody else in the base hears oh Peggy Carter's in the building, and they really is not her. Wow. Goofy, well, I think uh, I guess the only
0: thing I could say that <laughs> was the part that was hard to suspend disbelief. I guess the one thing I held was it's the 1950s. Your knowledge of how every person looks that's not like remember it's not like 2020. Yeah, you don't have Google. We yeah. know who everyone is. Like everybody's on social media. Like you hear, oh, there's some white British woman and she runs an, an, a, a, an agency. You no, know, the Shield agency in New York or in. Los Angeles and you're from Nevada, do you know who she looks what she looks like exactly? You might not. You know what I'm
2: saying? It'd like, be like yeah, it'd be like if like She's if not Bill Russell. She's not Bob someone, Cousy. Right, right. Where right, people yeah. who have
0: pictures, you know, they watch
2: T V like you see them. Like she's just a government official. Somebody if somebody like walked up to me and like told me, Oh, Kendall, this is uh Theresa May, Prime Minister or former Prime Minister of Britain, I'd be like oh yeah seems legit yeah i couldn't tell you what she looks like know her by her name know her by her position couldn't tell you what she looks like but it's still yeah it's still still a little shaky But if an
0: old you know the white woman came to you with a british accent and said they were Theresa may
2: you you might believe
0: believe them if they gave you some kind of you know identification like Gemma did like you might that's 2020 so again imagine 1955 where we don't have online we don't have Social media again. It's not like someone like Peggy Carter is a celebrity. I mean, people there are pictures of her out there and stuff. But again, if you're in Nevada in the middle of nowhere and you're working at this agency, and yes, you've heard about the legendary Peggy Carter, but you might not have seen a picture of her or anything. You there's a it was a lot to think that no one in the building except for Sousa knows what she looks like. But I I was like, but but I was like, I was like, it's 1955. There may not be a lot of pictures around. Maybe if you show identification that looks real, maybe I could see this working. But that was that was hard. I agree.
2: It, it, it was it was a good episode, though. I agree. I mean, I think the use of Sousa worked. I thought him coming in to kind of really put the kibosh on the whole Peggy Carter thing was a, a good touch. Um, I'm surprised they didn't account for that. I mean, again, they didn't know he was going to be there. But, like, they didn't account for what if somebody recognizes you as not Peggy Carter. You're going to a S.H.I.E.L.D. base. Maybe somebody there that knows what Peggy Carter looks like. But, um, and maybe they did. Maybe they did have the contingencies. But, yeah, I mean, I thought overall, again, I liked the setting. Um, I, the only thing I really wasn't a fan of, I wasn't a fan of the narrating. You know, I thought, you know, after a while, I got a little corny, you know, the guy mm. narrating everything that was going to happen. But, um, but no, it was, it was, it was a good episode.
1: I was a fan. Yeah. I mean, I like the episode also. I mean, I really, um, I mean, I didn't really have any problems with it. Um, I mean, just, I mean, you guys really said everything. I mean, the interactions, um, this cast, I feel like I'm saying it every week, you know, the interactions, their their chemistry is just perfect. You know, and Deke is, Deke is a wonderful addition to the group. So I'm very much loving their chemistry. Um, I thought it was hilarious what that general was saying, talking about how they were commies and <laughs> Call, that was calling like, Deke Ivan. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> And all this stuff that was that was so funny. Uh, so I mean, just the writing in this show is just so clever. It's just really well done. Um, so uh, it's very, very much appreciated. Um, I'm glad May seems to be going coming back to her original self. Um, so that's welcome. I, I was hoping she wouldn't stay like this for too long. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Um, so that's, well, that's, uh, definitely a a very good thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm liking these adventures so far. Um, I mean, the Chronicoms are kind of just the Chronicoms. I, I don't know. I mean, they're decent villains. I mean, they're good enough, uh, for the season. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we kind of get another, have another shoe to drop. Um, but if not, I mean, I'm okay with this. Uh, but uh, I am hoping there's another villain coming down the pipe, or that, or that they meet this chronocom, this chronocom uh, predictor, or that they're able to able to connect with the uh, connect with the Chronicom leaders at some point. I, I, think, I think, think there will be. I think there Chronicoms. will be. I think there will be
0: uh, another villain or a bigger villain that that comes about in the season. Mm-hmm. Because they're moving, they're moving kind of fast. Like they're kind of jumping to place to place to place. I think that I think that we're gonna see some other aspect of this show I, come back. Especially but, I think when when Fitz comes into the play, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen him at this point already. Yeah, yeah, I miss Fitz. You just threw that yeah. out there. Yeah, and I, I miss his presence in the show. But I think once he kind of gets into the fray, we'll kind of uh, I, move on from the Chronic Ops.
2: I guess on who the villain will be, is I think it's gonna be. Wilfred malik Mm. i think they keep talking about him and yeah that
0: decision not to kill him you feel like
2: is gonna play is gonna be a factor that's gonna affect them yeah i think they're gonna know i think he's gonna recognize him sometime in the future and that's gonna be interesting how that plays out i don't know who's gonna play him i don't know what everything's gonna look like but i i that's my guess is that they will run back into him and Hydra will also will then ultimately still be the ultimate villain of the Agents of Shield.
0: Which makes sense. That's how it should be. But um Yeah, and, and this is this is gonna be Agents of Shields and then a final showdown with Hydra is appropriate. So yeah, I could definitely see that. Um let's talk let's end the show now talking about Stargirl. Uh we're on uh episode I believe this is what, four or five? I actually well, I didn't put the number here. Um Episode uh it's episode five, episode five, uh, our man and Doctor Midnight. Um, I think the jury is out, man. This is a very enjoyable, fun, good show. Uh, I've, i you know, like every time I watch it, I'm like, man, this is good. Uh, and like this episode, man, there were moments where I caught myself just laughing out loud, how funny uh, it was. Um, shout out to DC, man. Shout out to uh, John's, Jeff Johns, man, because <laughs> I know. You know, there was a lot of skepticism about this project when it was announced. But with every episode, I think that they kind of silenced those critics because this was another really good one. Um, I think uh, the, the, I, the uh, addition of Beth to kind of the squad and kind of her being the uh, venue for the Dr. Midnight, uh, you know, AI to kind of be a part, also a character on the show. Was just perfect because he was a character that I really wasn't crazy about at all until this episode. And like her quirkiness and her uh, her kind of her personality is like absolutely perfect. What they're trying to do with like those uh, Dr. Midnight glasses. Um, the, the the Rick Tyler stuff. He's a, he's a little he's a little rough around the edges to me, a little too over the top, I think, in terms of his anger and stuff. For me, maybe, but I'm hoping that by the end of the episode, we're gonna see that maybe, you know, he's starting to kind of come around. But, um, but no, I thought this was a, I thought this was another really good one. I've I really, uh, really had a good time with this episode. Um, and man, the Doctor Midnight stuff, I think it's, it's potential to be really, really
1: good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I absolutely agree. Um, I thought this was another great episode. I, I agree about. Um, I agree about Rick Tyler. I mean, he's, he seems a little very '90s, very very Breakfast Cluby. Right, right, right. Yeah. With his with his anger and his angst, yeah. and it's like, <laughs> all right. I mean, you yeah, know, a too one dimensional. It's a li- just a little, just a tad. I yeah. think they just need to maybe tone that down just a tad. You know, make him a tad more of like a real human being. <laughs> right, but Which initially I thought he was gonna be. Yeah, yeah and initially he kept turning it up. He kept every turning time. it up every like time he was on every screen, new scene. I was like, scene, I'll, I was every, like okay, more and more angry. I was like, all right, I mean, what's going on? At first, I was like, okay, you know, he's mad at his dad. Right, he's kind, he kind of seems like an angry kid, but he's not showing it too much. And then it was yeah. just no, he's just you know robbing people, right? And like you know, just breaking cars, I'm, I'm just gonna go beat him up, you know. I'll, you know, I'll just break his car. And it's like, all right, you know. Okay. So it's like so I don't know. I mean we'll we'll see how that goes. It seems like he's starting to come around, so that is a good thing. But uh the everything else in the episode was completely fantastic. And I feel like this is almost like a good a good case for like a um um uh like a uh uh I guess like a young justice type show. Um I mean, you could say Teen Titans, but we already have Titans, and they're not teens, so that's kind of out of the question. But you know, that kind of show, or like a um, uh, Young Avengers type thing. Yeah, you know, with like with like younger heroes, because it's it's a it's fun to watch.
2: I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah this is what we should, yeah, this is what we should have gotten from a Teen Titans show, uh, but they didn't. They wanted to give us some weird kind of. Like they're adults, but
1: they're not. <laughs> weird. Some of them are adults. Yeah, some, some of them are, are adults. Some, some of them are like very young.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're all really don't mature. Yeah. Yeah, it's all super mature. Yeah, it's it's you know, um, no heart. They're trying no, no levity. <laughs> they're trying to do something, You know, they're giving us characters. I'll give them that characters and costumes. Oh man, yo, they're, they're giving us to, yeah, they us the big names.
2: The big names, the big players. Just... We getting
1: Aqualad. We're getting uh. Tim Drake, yeah, Black <laughs> We're getting everybody, but um, uh, but yeah. So I I'm very much enjoying Stargirl. All the characters, the um, Owen Wilson's character, um, everybody, oh, Luke, Luke Luke Wilson or Luke Wilson, not Owen. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I like him too. <laughs> but um, but yeah, Luke Wilson's character, the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm I'm a fan, man. This is a really good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: look, you know, I think this has been a very, very great start for Stargirl. Mm. It's been a very great start, you know. Obviously, wait, I was wait, skepti- Oh, that's
1: skepti- I was skepticism. Skepti- <laughs> I was a lot of skepticism
2: for a Star Girl show. Like, yo, should we even review this? Like, what is Star Girl? But like, hey, should we even review? Oh man, the Pearl and joint. I was, look, I was like, Star Girl, but I mean, it's good. It's good, man. You know, I'm not gonna. I'll give it its credit. Give you give it its props um you know like the interesting thing will be to follow whether or not they continue to give it characters because it feels like right the story it's kind of it kind of reminds me of the first season of riverdale you know or like runaways or something yeah even the runaways where like i feel like that first initial story is very interesting but to sustain a series for a long period of time, you're going to have to reinvent new mysteries or new kind of interesting stories. Some shows do it, some shows don't. Um, still haven't seen Runaway Season 3, uh, personally, but, like, Riverdale is something that's tried doing that, and some seasons have fallen flat, some seasons haven't, haven't in terms of the overall mystery, but they still find ways to generate interest. Uh, we've seen plenty of other shows that have kind of a one season arc that they then delve into something completely different in the subsequent seasons. This show feels like that. It feels like whenever whatever the season will end with, I, uh, maybe it, maybe it's a two season arc. I don't know. Like something you know, like Runaways kind of a two season arc rather than a one season arc. But still, like whatever the season ends with, I kind of wonder if all right now they're gonna have to figure out a completely new thing to 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 go with. Because most of the season feels like it's going to be recruiting the team and like you know them taking, taking on the the ISA, you know. Um, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see how this show progresses. But on this episode particularly, I thought I agree. I thought this was a good episode. Um, this this episode impressed me. Um, I first of all shout out Travis Matt for all the all the Baller fans out there. You know, best tight end you know, in the league, <laughs> <Travis> <laughs> Matt, you know, he's a lot more angry in this show than he wasn't ballers, but, uh, still, uh, still kind of playing the same kind of, you know, same kind of character, you know, the kind of backwoods country guy, you know, trailer guy, That's crazy. you know, like that kind of guy <laughs> who's playing ballers and this character he's playing now, <laughs> uh, but still, you know, he, you know, this has been, a, this has been a good story. Um, the only thing I was wondering, and I'll be interested to see how this plays out, but yeah, I guess they haven't given themselves a reason for this to come up yet. But part of me is like, so they keep doing this thing where like, uh, I forget her name already, Star Girl, uh, Courtney is. She keeps talking about Starman is my dad, Starman is my dad, and it's like a fact, but it's not really proven. We don't know if that's the case. Now that you've got this Doctor Midnight thing. I feel like that could be easily provable. If the guy can figure out that mm-hmm, that yeah, kid right. is is call hourglass, yeah, right. man's son, then you should be able to figure out whether or not who start where that Starman is. actually uh, that. Yeah, I think I think we will. I, that has um, to be the thing. Yeah,
0: that's but, gonna be. I think that's gonna be how it's revealed, and it's gonna be real that she's not his his son, her, her daughter. I think.
2: Right, but like I feel like she said that she. I don't know. Maybe the thing is like I have no reason to to, to correct her, but like. It's just like I feel like she said it in front of the girl and I'm like, Why isn't this thing just gonna be like, actually, your dad is so and so so and so who is gone and he's you know, right, or he's yeah. in jail or something. And I'd be like, Wow, that's kinda dark. But you know because the way they did it in this other one was kinda dark, but it was like I mean, you know, you just telling the truth. Show you know, showing the grundy thing. That was that was pretty wild, but yeah. um Yeah, no, I mean I, I think I the I don't know what's up with the with the principal. Um, I mean I guess she's clearly she's evil clearly she's the fiddler she's the fiddler um, I don't know how that there's gonna be a story behind that what that story is I don't know yet but a lot of a lot of interesting things also the kid seems like uh, Brainwave's son seems like he's gonna be Brainwave Jr. yeah so that's, that's gonna be interesting you know I feel like he's gonna be recruited by the ISA or maybe he's recruited by them that's the other thing you know it's one or the other
1: yeah. But yeah, well, I mean he, either way is gonna be very He very seems
2: fun. like he's been on the villain track, but he also seems redeemable. I agree with that too. So like I could see we've seen these stories time and time and time again where the kid that's the bully ends up being the friend. So you could do that story, or you could do the the bully becomes the supervillain. Like yeah, we've seen both stories. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we've seen the sky yeah.
2: high. Yeah, the sky high. Yeah, you know? we've seen <laughs> that plenty of times. So
0: And and you know, we, we have high school for lack of a better term, I school junior on this show too. And he so far is kind of like a good kid. Like they could do a kind of a double turn, like he would in wrestling. Where maybe exactly. Rainwave's son becomes a good guy, and maybe I school junior turns heel. Mm. Like that's that's a possibility. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Um oh, I, guess, like,
2: yeah. Yeah, I guess the I only don't... thing that sorry, go ahead, Candel. No, yeah. At first, I thought you were gonna mention Watchmen. I thought you were gonna say uh, Hourglass Man was gonna turn. I was been like, "Wow, kind of hour man, hour no, man, man." Yeah, no, that's not gonna. I don't think
0: that's gonna happen. I think they're gonna. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gotta work through his anger to then become a hero. Is what I you know. It's kind of a you know tropy kind of story arc, but uh, that's I that's how I anticipate that going. Yeah, for
1: a half second I thought he was gonna be a villain. I was like, wow, they're just gonna.
2: But that, you know what though, I thought that would have been actually like. <laughs> I, kinda I was, like, was
1: kind of uh, hoping maybe they would do that. Yeah, I was
2: like just, that would be a very kind of interesting
1: thing. Like, like, wow, you, they're, just gonna make it, they're just gonna make him so angry. This whole the only the, one
2: of my few issues with this whole thing is I think <laughs> the recruiting thing's been a little kind of flimsy. Just like oh here, take this, you know, superpower thing. Yeah, you know? it, would,
0: it would have been cool to see, like, ramifications for like court right. given, you know. Like, thing. Oh, because you're someone's son, that means you deserve to have superpowers, and, like, the
2: guy's a lunatic. Yeah, the kid be, like, <laughs> screw off, like, yeah. I'm gonna do what I want with this. Like, it kind of made sense, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, if you give it to any random 17-year-old,
0: Yeah, and the 17-year-old with I, issues, especially. like, I'm gonna be,
2: like, I be on your, I wanna be on your Super Friends team also. You know, it's it, it good that they gave him a reason to do it. Right, it was smart, you know. They kind of teased that direction, but then still gave him a reason to be a part of it. But it was, still would have been interesting to be like, "Wow, like, you know, you can't just be giving this to anybody." Do we think we're gonna get a Green Lantern on this show?
1: Yeah, uh, I hope so. I'm just, I I'm, hope so too. I'm yeah. Pretty yeah. How, do you, how gonna, do you tease that and then just not have a Green Lantern? Like, nah, we're gonna
2: we're gonna blow the joint up for something stupid. Who do you like, think the <laughs>
1: Green Lantern is
0: gonna? Who do you think is gonna be though? <laughs> we all know it's not gonna be How and. That probably not gonna be Jon Stewart, and so then who who do you think will be the the Green Lantern for this group? In like from a from a comic book standpoint, not like, you mean a, like a character you mean in the like show? a canon. I mean, the per- like is it gonna be Guy Gardner? Is it gonna be Kyle Rayner? Is it gonna be like who's it gonna be?
2: So Alan Scott is the original, right? Yes. So it's not, it's not gonna be Alan Scott, but like all those other Green Lanterns, I mean, it could be one of them, but like they're not they're typically you know they're not the ones holding the holding the actual lantern. You know? No, but maybe yeah, that's true. But maybe they'll, they you know, go gonna come down and give him give, give somebody <laughs> a ring. You know,
0: I don't know. I don't think I, that the I think that the Green Lantern on the show won't like be holding a won't be carrying a lantern.
2: Really, I don't think so. You think they're gonna have a ring? I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're getting a Green Lantern with a ring, personally on this show. That would be if they do it, if they do that. That would be great.
1: <laughs> i'd be like yeah. wow
2: i gotta watch this show every week Could be
1: like wow you bro, bro,
2: green team? lantern on the team why'd well, you make a justice league show yeah he's not the main character <laughs> <laughs> or she's not the main character yeah I'd i mean like, it could Tom be well Bruce, but you know we already have three three females on the team so they may not you know a fourth making a fourth one green lantern could be like wow you know a lot of maybe a yeah. little over. yeah do you do simon Bass? i'll thinking about simon Bass. if you want to get some more, uh you know, people of color on the on the list, more minorities, but, um, I can see you being Kyle Rayner. You know, somebody who's, like, kind of irrelevant.
0: <laughs>
2: cool. You know,
0: be so, not. to so, bury
2: Kyle Rayner. <laughs> yeah, got somebody irrelevant. Kyle Rayner, it could be you. Like, yeah. I mean, like, are they ever going to do Kyle Rayner? That's a character was like, they're never going to do him in anything. So why not? Why not do that? It's him unfortunate because
0: I like Kyle Rayner.
2: Kyle Rayner is the, uh,
0: He's the Green Lantern I grew up on. He was Green Lantern when I was a kid. Yeah, which was kind of crazy because like everybody like was like, "Oh, he's not Al Jordan." I'm like I don't even, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> and then I knew John Stewart. You know when this when uh when the show came out, uh, the Just Sleep show came out. Um. So yeah, I mean, I would love for him to do Kyle Rayner. I think Kyle Rayner could be awesome, and I think he's a
2: he's a fun In Green Lantern. In season one. Or maybe Green Lantern, maybe Alan Scott's still alive. That's another thing we have to That think. could be true too. Yeah. Like he's dead, but it you know, it feels like he feels like one of the type of people where they could, you know, dust him off and come back. And like Yeah. Just holds his lantern, you know. I I just feel weird about a kid being Green Lantern. I don't think it'll be a kid per se.
0: Mm. Mm. I it could remember we already got striped, so they, they, there's room for maybe someone who's I'm not saying they gotta be, they ain't going to be 35, but could they be college age? Could they be just out of college? I could see that potentially. Because I, I agree, I don't know if I wanna see a kid Green Lantern. I, I totally agree with that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Any, any last thoughts on this Will we uh, wrap the show? I mean, no, I mean, I thought the intro was good with the stuff with uh, our Man. Um,. The Stuff with Doctor Midnight's cool, mm-hmm. um, or is so who, who else is left? Is Doctor Midnight? I mean, is uh, Green Lantern the only one left? I think so. I think we've gotten pretty much half of four, four for now, and depending on what happens with Green Lantern, they may or may not add one more person. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, I think so. it, it, Look, still Star girls so I don't necessarily need like a full team personally,
0: but yeah, I, I kind of hope that like. Well wow, this is this is fine. Like I kinda hope that like it kind of moves away from like, this JSA. Group. Right, yeah, right. I kinda wanted to be a stargirl show. Like it, it really hasn't that's if there's any criticism I had it would be like, okay, Stargirl it's called Stargirl, but it's just like her trying to make a new JSA. And, you know, she's working closely with, you know, now these kids now and it's like at what point did we could we get back to just a stargirl story? But I don't know. I don't know if you really can do a Star Girl credibly story if she's fighting the whole Injustice Society. Like she's gonna need help. But in the case, yeah. why didn't you just call the show JSA? Like I you know, I don't know. Like I think that's we gotta see how the, the, the story goes. You know, where this is only episode five. We still got you know eight more to go. Uh, Thirteen episodes as a whole. So I think it's being paced pretty well. Also, like I'm trying to think of you know should they be more further along and I. I I think we're learning more about who the good players are, who the bad players are in the city, and um, or the town. And uh, I think they're, I think they're on they're on the right track, man. I, I, again, I am enjoying this season, and uh, I think a lot of people are too who, uh, who enjoy superhero shows. So if you haven't watched Star already, it's worth a check. It's worth checking out. You know, it's not like um, probably a lot of superhero shows you're used to watching because it is very much like a teen show, but it's good though. It, it has a lot of callbacks to DC stuff. Um, a lot of like you know mature humor that you can enjoy. That's not like super super like mature. Um, it's good. It's a good show, man. I dig it. Uh, but I think that's a good place to wrap the show this week, guys. So I want to thank you all for listening into this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. Of course, uh, you can catch all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on uh, social media. We can uh, uh, also Spotify, by the way, also one of those uh, places you can catch us. Also, be sure to check us on social media. We're on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. As I said, uh, the movie list that I compile, I'm going to be posting on our social media page, so you guys can kind of look along and give, give <clears throat> excuse me, give your thoughts on what is uh, the best uh, superhero mo- year, movie, uh, superhero year for uh, movies. Also, make sure you follow us on social media. You got Sham on Instagram and Snapchat, MC Sham 22 You can follow me on social media, Twitter, uh, uh, Twitter EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys
2: again for listening. And for Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.